Hi, this is Jeff Cohen, a.k.a. Chunk, a.k.a. author of The Dealmaker's Ten Commandments. Buy it now. And you are listening to Below the Belt. Hey, you guys. Awesome. I don't act anymore, so you don't have to talk. <laughs> <laughs> That's all good. I have it. The Below the Belt show is closed caption for the hearing impaired. It is now time for the bad boys of Baltimore. Pips up. Goes down. Yeah, that's right, guys. It's time for another quarantine edition of BTV Below the Belt Show in the Mother Effin House. I'm your host, Al Soto, your host with the most, uh, here for your at home orgasm. <laughs> Let's go ahead <laughs> and introduce uh, tonight's panel, uh, starting with that's right, he is back once again, the king of the 80s, the demotivational speaker. The one and the only Chachi McFly. What's going on? So we're still on lockdown, huh? Can you believe we're still on lockdown, man? Yeah. Uh, if we were in Texas or Atlanta, would things have been different? We should go on a road trip. Road trip. Let's get some tattoos in Atlanta or yeah, something. Yeah, like bro- <laughs> broadcast out of Texas or somewhere. <laughs> I'm ready. Let's go to introduce also, guys. He is... Former Marine, he is Oorah, he yeah. is the Captain Big Nick. Let's see if we can do a catchphrase without stuttering. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, this is your cat speaking. Thank you for flying virtual air BTB. We have ourselves a slightly bumpy ride this evening, so please keep your seatbelts fastened and your seatbacks in their upright position. <laughs> Yo, <cow>. Yeah. <laughs> yes! <laughs> I'm guessing that you haven't, uh, you're not um, three drinks in quite yet. I'm I'm getting there. I'm getting yeah. there. We also have. Well, first, um, I thought it was um, the Bohemian Rhapsody calling into the show. Right. You got it. Galileo, Galileo, Galileo. There you go. <laughs> we also have PMS. You didn't, pay your electric, you didn't pay your electric bill this week, did you? Times are tough. Times are really tough. Yeah, battery operator right now. That's why I'm. <laughs> Guys, we also have on this show host uh, hosting with us tonight is TMS TMF Miss Vera Winters, Tiffany Marie Ford, and as you know, she always likes to uh, have a cocktail during the show. So I I, I already prepared um, my uh, what's you have oh, your house? Basco. Uh, no, she is not. She's not at my house, sadly. But that's a shame. That that is that is a shame. That is a shame. But nonetheless, <laughs> drinking Jeez. ahead of time in her honor in her honor. Mm-hmm. Hot chocolate with a little bourbon. <laughs> Cheers. 
We have an incredible show tonight, guys. Our special Skype call-in guest, guys. Wow. From our friends over at PR Machine. Nick, you were a part of uh, Emily Swallow from The Mandalorian, weren't you? I certainly was. We love Mike Leota and um, PR Machine. They've been um, giving us great guests. And, guys, we have an actress, a lead actress, the Vagrant Queen herself, star of Vagrant Queen, on sci-fi. I've already watched two episodes. I think it's a great sci-fi show. It's got a lot of comedic elements, which I think we kind of need in this time uh, to kind of put smiles on our faces, guys. Adrian Ray is our special celebrity uh, guest on tonight's show. She, You might have seen her in shows such as Atlanta, Star, uh, Light as a Feather, which starred Haley Ram and Caitlin Nacon from uh, Walking Dead. Chachi, you know her as Enid. Um, she's oh, also yeah. starred in Superfly, the movie Superfly. Um, and uh, she, yeah, she is the lead actress in this new sci-fi show on Sci-Fi Network. Um, and man, it's just a really fun ride. Uh, the first two episodes in, um, I can't wait to talk to Adrian Ray, um, uh, about the show and, uh, something's, uh, certainly to watch during our quarantine, staying in the home is catching up on television. Big Nick, have you been, uh, binging a lot of TV, watching a lot of television? I've been watching a lot of television. I've been, keep, I've been catching up on some shows that. I've never seen, and people have always bugged me to watch. So I'm watching Community exactly. and Mad Men. Oh wow! Watch, Are you going watch, back? Yeah, I'll do. I'm going. I'm kind of yeah. all over the place. Glow, Mad Men, Community, ah, and Scrubs. Those are the Scrubs, four shows damn. I'm watching. Up. Wow! Yeah, man. I, I never, I never watched it when it was on. So this is a time um, to catch up on shows. I thought about rewatching. Yeah. Well, I never got through the entire um, series, but The Wire. I mean, it's such an iconic show for yeah. Baltimore. I yeah. only it's on watched it's on Amazon Plus, Plus, man. It's free. Yeah, yeah. Well, luckily I do have HBO. Um, Want to catch up on Westworld? Um, I don't know. Can we finally talk Ozark? Nick, are you on the Ozark bandwagon? I know Chachi is. Nope. Okay. Yeah. That. It's on my list though, but it's okay. That is about? one of the most insane shows, dude. Oh That's my god. What I heard. Yeah, I season guess, three was great. Wasn't it great, man? Um, I guess we won't talk about it now because you're going to eventually watch it. Because one of these days, Chachi, we're going to have a, a panel of people that want to talk season three votes. But we never, can't talk never about will. it yet. Never <laughs> will. Like General, we had General on last week. He was like, uh, he was only caught up to season two. I'm like, damn, well, I really want to talk about the show so bad. Um, I watched um, Outer Banks on Netflix. Yeah, that's kind of. I heard that, I heard that has like a little uh, what Dawson's Creek vibe. No, yeah. not at all. See, not you, at all. You would think that from you know maybe the trailer or whatever, but it's it's more, it's closer to Ozark than it is like um, really OC or whatever. You know, that's it's like cool. I mean, yeah, they're they're high school students or whatever, but they're you know living working in the Outer Banks, which it's not really filmed there, but neither is Ozark. But um, and they um, the one character's dad goes missing. And he was, you know, spending his life trying to find this treasure around the Outer Banks. And so, like, the son, you know, finds stuff, you know, leading to, like, try to find the treasure. And it's a lot of, like, it's a lot of killing, a lot of, um, you know, backstabbing. Um, it's, it's pretty cool. It didn't look. I, I'm, I was curious about that show because I know it's on the top ten right now on Netflix. It is. Yeah. It's trending. Yeah, I, was, I was curious about it. I don't know if I was going to check it out. But did you, did you like it? 
Yeah, yeah, definitely, big time. Yeah. Is it bingeable or is it? Oh yeah, yeah. It's only yeah. one season, and like. Um, oh yeah, um, we can do that in the afternoon. You know, like, like all the actresses on there are of age, and the ones hot. <laughs> I'll tell you, man. I finally watched Cobra Kai season two. Yeah, it was great. Oh huh? my goodness! Wow, what a fun show, Chachi. So much nostalgia on that show, and uh, wow, what a cliffhanger uh, in season two. Nick, are you intending to watch Cobra Kai? Okay, I'm, if you're not, it, it's okay. Go ahead. Okay. Yeah. yeah what do good. you think of what's going to happen with Miguel, man? What do you think? He's going to make it? He'll be fine. I heard um, on season three they go back to Okanagua, which they went to in Karate Kid Two. Oh wow. Okay. So yeah, I'm not no. sure who's going there. What's going to happen? You know, maybe. Um, Somebody takes Miguel there. I don't know. Will they but, literally shoot there, or would you think they'll uh, shoot? Well, they, they shot in Hawaii for the um, original for Karate Kid 2. Oh, okay, cool. Yeah. So, so, um, so it, it would probably it could be in Hawaii, Hawaii, or it just could be. I know they shoot the majority of the show in Atlanta. Yeah, even you know, though Okinawa is a Marine Corps base, they could. It's technically U.S. soil. Oh, there you go. There oh. you go. I don't know. But it's still. Cobra Kai is still the best um, reboot of any kind of I'm looking forward to franchise. Three, man. Yeah. Right. Season three, um, of course, um, looks like a returning character, Chachi. Um, Allie, played by Elizabeth Shue, oh, hey. in um, the original Karate Kid movies, uh, will be, uh, I guess, returning. Um, so that that's another, uh, another thing to look forward to in season three. That'd be great, and she still looks great. Oh, oh yeah, yeah, absolutely. Did, did you Shue, see her in well, Boys? Did you see her in the Boys? I did. I did. Oh. Oh, boys. you watched the boys, Chach? Caught up on the yes. boys. Okay. Oh, really? Okay. That, okay, guys. That's another, another great one. show. <laughs> I was, I, yeah. I, I, that was a one-day show for me. I just mar- really? marathoned. Was it that good? Yeah, I was. I, I loved the hell out of it. Wow, yeah, it's kind okay. of like superheroes, like like superheroes, but like in real life. Like you could you could yeah. you could see like if superheroes were really around, they'd have these huge egos and stuff, and wouldn't be like the squeaky clean way they are like in comic books and like movies. That they would really be like assholes because they have all this power and stuff. But even though they're yeah. like still saving people, they're gonna be cocky and they're gonna like you know um, still kill people. You know, so much content. It's yeah, a, I mean, this is great. Yeah, that's a good this is, It's like the golden age of TV right now. As, as far it as is. and what well, a better time. Content. What a better I don't time. know a single couch potato that isn't just jumping for joy over this man. <laughs> Are you one of them? Oh hell yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like you said, Nick, this is no big change for you, the quarantine. No, my life hasn't changed at all. <laughs> <laughs> how, is, how is Bad Men? That's one show I was always wanted to watch. Uh, it's, you know, the, the the writing is good. The writing is very good. They do a good job kind of humanizing the characters. It's not overtly violent or right. anything like that. But, you know, it's about the uh, advertising men in Madison Avenue or something. And they were called Mad Men, whatever. But um, yeah, it takes place in the 60s and it's really, really so far. It's been fantastic. Like I get why they kept throwing Emmys at it. Wow. All right. It's good. Awesome. Another show that I I failed to watch as well, guys. God, there's probably a list of shows that I I do need to watch. But thank you all for letting me know that I I should watch those shows. Somehow you watch watch 40 seasons of Survivor. (laughs) (laughs) You know. <laughs> like, <laughs> I know, seasons. I know, I get it. It's you know, it's mindless entertainment. Um, so guys, um, just just some headline news, guys, really quick. Uh, 
Man, um, the U.S. death toll is now over 60,000, really creeping up towards that predicted um, death count of 100,000. So I guess it's very feasible that we'll sadly get to that uh, um, that number. Um, over a million cases now in the U.S., um, over three million cases worldwide. That means we're the U.S. is a third of those cases, um, which is crazy, but... Um, Here's the problem. Again. People will keep saying like it's not bad, it's not bad. It's you know, it's just like the flu. But the flu Dude. kills. The flu kills on a bad year. They kill sixty thousand people. You know, if they already killed, and that's like the whole entire flu season. Yeah. Right. And this this kills sixty thousand people in what like in three months. Yeah, three months. Like two months or whatever. Yeah. So yeah. like, right. and that's what that's with all these crazy the steps that you never do with yeah. the flu. All those you know? assholes so, that post, oh, it's just the flu and the. I mean, seriously, man. I mean, fucking stupid. Yeah, seriously. I mean, it's not a time to number one to compare it to the flu, and number two to be in such a rush to to uh, to that's open up people above mm-hmm. people that would normally die from the from the regular flu. Right. Yeah. Um, that's, but that's like yeah, extra people. They're also the same anti-vax flat earth fucking just <laughs> the whole bit. Yeah. They all just kind of sit in the like one I bucket thought... now. I thought if anything would come out of this, people that people would be like, okay, vaccines are great. They're wonderful. I thought, but no, it seems like people are more against vaccines now than ever. They think Bill Gates mm-hmm. is going to like inject a um, tracking robot into your body with a vaccine. Like, well, insane. one thing um, I'm reading here, um, speaking of vaccine for the coronavirus, uh, Tom Hanks and Rita Wilson have offered their blood mm-hmm. to help uh, develop the vaccine because they're, they have the antibodies now that they've uh, recovered, and um, to think that Tom Hanks, uh, Tom Hanks' blood is going to uh, possibly uh, save the world is it a pretty cool. Me. He's such a, a pretty sweet cool man. Thing. Oh, yeah. Right, that'll go for a lot of money on eBay too. Oh yeah, <laughs> Tom Hanks' blood. <laughs> right. Um, so well, just people a are still of... talking trash about Tom Hanks though, which is insane. Like you know, when he first got um, coronavirus in Australia, they're like, oh, he's um. He got arrested for kitty porn over there. This is yeah. fake. He's like a child muster or whatever. I've and heard then, about that too. Yeah, that, that happened actually before that, that too. But even more so now, which is some people were saying that he died, and now it's just like a a fake Tom Hanks walking around, and like it's it, people That's are just stupid. insane. The stuff they, they post. <laughs> but you'll be happy to hear, Chacha. Not too many new celebrities have contracted Corona. Just a few um, since last week. Um, includes CNN anchor Richard Quest. Um, NFL draft and college football analyst Todd McShay. Um, but that's all as far as the new celebrities that had been uh, tested positive for coronavirus this week. Um, remember we talked about Danny um, Burstyn. Um, um, he actually re- was released after a five-day stay um, from um, COVID-19 as well. So, um, But again, um, a lot of um, states want to open up. And let's talk specifically about movie theaters, because movie theaters are what drives the entertainment industry as far as films are concerned. Um, Texas Governor Greg Abbott announced that he will allow um, movie theaters to reopen at a limited capacity starting on Friday, May 1st, guys. The latest state to try to restart its economy following the shutdown. Um, Man, um, 
a little premature, I, I, I think maybe. I don't know. I mean, I, I don't know the numbers in Texas, but also Georgia, Oklahoma, South Carolina, and Alaska. I think Alaska is very is on the lower scale, lower end of coronavirus cases. Yeah. Um, they announced uh, partial reopenings uh, last week. Um, but here in Maryland, I think I still think we're a couple weeks away from phase one, um, although they really haven't put a concrete. Um, I guess they're kind of targeting uh, mid-May. Yeah. Does that mm. sound right to you guys? Do you, do you feel that's uh, sufficient or do you feel it's kind of hard to tell? I don't know. For me, it's kind of hard to tell. I would like for it to be in a couple weeks so that way I can kind of get back to work and everything. But, right. you know, who knows? Yeah. Yeah, I think that um, at some point it's got to be where people who are at high risk stay home and continue to be quarantined, and the people who are at low risk um, go out and go back to work and start doing normal things again. Right. Yeah. That that sounds good, man. I agree with that. Um, the Alamo Draft yeah. House uh, chain, um, the cinema chain, is reopening 21 Texas locations. Um, so what are they showing, so, anyways? Like what? Nothing's even coming out. Are yeah, they showing, like, I mean, all old movies. Well, I know that AM. Well, I know um, that AMC um, said they won't reopen its U.S. Uh, locations until there's new Hollywood product to roll out. Right. Um, the Makes first sense. studio uh, film in the books is uh, Christopher Nolan's Tenet or Tenet. Uh, Tenet. Ten, thank you. On July 17th, and then Mulan. Which, as you know, Chacha, uh, we had Jimmy Wong on. Yeah, we did. Our Skype BTB. Milan opens a week later on July 24th. So, um, yeah, AMC has uh, been particularly uh, hit hard because of the um, the pandemic. And um, it's interesting to, to know that AMC and Cineworld, uh, which is the owner of Regal Entertainment, uh, Regal Theaters, uh, are refusing to play Universal Pictures films in real in wake of um, the CEO of Universal putting the titles on video on demand, um, they said that it's inappropriate and certainly has nothing to do with good faith and business practice, partnership and transparency. But, I mean, they're not going to do this once everything gets back to normal, right? I mean, wh- why why should they have a grudge and, and just not you know, refuse to show Universal Pictures? when this is the really only time for people to see these films. I mean, from what I was reading, um, Universal wanted to release some of their films like at the, on demand at the same time at the box office. And that's what um, AMC and Regal had a problem with. So I'm not sure if that was true. I was reading different things. It comes yeah. conflicting things. So if that's true, then I definitely understand why AMC and Regal feel that way because you know, if you start releasing mm-hmm. everything on demand, then it's going to, like, really kill the um, the theater chains. But I'd be surprised if they want to do that because, like, these um, companies make most of their money at the theaters. And then they can double dip and get the stuff on demand afterwards when people want to see it again or if they missed it at the theaters. So Yeah, but I'm sure Universal is going to cease the video on demand um, releases uh, as soon as everything gets back to normal. I mean, that's – AMC didn't think so. and Regal didn't think so. So I'm not sure – Mm-hmm. Well, they knew that wasn't said. Yeah, because Trolls World Tour guys uh, took in a hundred million in hundred million in premium VOD rentals the first three weeks. Wow, That's pretty pretty big numbers. 
Yeah, and it's twenty. It's twenty dollars mm-hmm. for those um, to rent that, you know, for two days. Yeah, nineteen ninety nine. Yeah, so it's um, it seems like a lot, but then if you were taking the whole family to the movies, it's going to cost more than that. There you go. So, yeah. I don't know. Um, France laid out its plans to get back to work after the COVID nineteen lockdown. Um, so cinemas will not be among the first business, however, allowed to reopen when France loosens its lockdown measures on May 11th. So theater is a little bit later in the phase, I guess. Um, just um, more retail businesses of that sort. Um, and Tyler Perry, as you know, film and TV is suspended. Uh, production is suspended, but Tyler Perry has a plan to shoot his um, productions at his studios in Atlanta because um, all of his a lot of his program, not even all of it, but a lot of his uh, productions are shot right in Atlanta in his own studio. Yeah. I was going to say, doesn't he have his own studio? Yeah. Right. So he can be very particular and, and, you know, as far as limiting the amount of people on set, you know, and that, and that sort I mean, they have all the replicas like of the white house and stuff like that. So, yeah. um, so, I mean, you know, TV and film has to resume, but obviously crews are huge. I mean, I've been on, you know, We've been on a few sets, guys, and, uh, you know, you see that there's definitely more than 10 people on those, I mean, you know, sets. I mean, you can be on an indie film, you know, and, and or a tiny little micro-budget indie film and have that uh, 10, 10 crew or less, but certainly not major television and film productions, that's for sure. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I mean, Tyler Perry can, uh, can somehow uh, find a way to make uh, film and TV safe again. That'd be great. I mean, we want to get our shows back in production for sure. Um, yeah. Dia knows how to do that, then she'll, she'll find a way. <laughs> yep. Right? We need more Medea movies. Exactly, man. So, um, as you know, a lot of films are going straight to VOD. The Oscars, the uh, Academy of Motion Pictures, Arts, and Sciences, um, modified its film eligibility requirements amid the pandemic, which makes sense because... Um, a lot of films are going to have theater runs. And, you know, that was one of the requirements. If you recall, Steven Spielberg demanded that, you know, they reinforce that. Um, this is before this happened, of course, because Roma um, supposedly only had maybe a two week um, theater run before it went straight to Netflix. Right. Um, so he yeah. didn't feel that was uh, appropriate, but now a lot of films have to do that, you know? So um, another, um, good thing is like um the U- is, is youtube they're hosting an event for all the film festivals that were canceled or postponed due to uh, the pandemic like the Cannes film festival the toronto film festival sundance which sundance did happen luckily and i was lucky to be there that was in january the tribeca film festival and the venice film festival um it's going to run from may 29th to june 7th um they're going to have free to watch programming um, no ads, which is great. Feature films, shorts, documentaries, music, comedy. This is great, man. I mean, if they're showing these films for free that were supposed to be at Tribeca, at Venice, at Cannes, man, these are huge film festivals. And um, I think it's great that YouTube is going to actually show these films for free when they didn't have that platform, you know, when all the festivals are canceled. So I think that's great, man. It's really awesome. Um, so... Uh, yeah, man. Very, very, very cool. Very, very cool to hear. Um, 
And 20 uh, film festivals are currently partnered with We Are One. Um, there's a lot of the lesser-known film festivals um, from all over the world. Um, that This will be um, in conjunction with South by Southwest, which is one of them, and also Amazon to stream 39 films, shorts, and series set for um, the 2020 Film Festival in Austin. So that's great. Um, that's for all the film fest, uh, all, all the films that were supposed to be shown. One of the first big events that was canceled uh, was was the um, South by Southwest Festival. So, mm. yeah, man. Um, so, uh, Big Nick, I know you're a big Star Wars fan like I am. Um, you'll be happy to know, even though I don't think you, if I recall, you weren't that huge into Rise of Skywalker, but it will be streaming. Two months early, mm-hmm. on May the 4th, May the 4th be with you, a Star yeah. Wars day. Um, Nick, um, are you happy that, that uh, it's a quick turnaround for Rise of Skywalker? You walk uh, out in the comfort of your own home? I, I think it's a good move for Disney, you know, to having it come out on May the 4th. That's symbolic, as it is supposed <laughs> to be the last Sky of the Skywalker saga. It's nice that it ended on May the 4th. Yeah. Yeah. Um, you know, everyone knows my feelings on the Disney trilogy. They're not high on my list of movies <laughs> that I like in general. With the um, exception of uh, the particular series, The Mandalorian, the, which is a completely course, different the, story. I, which is a totally different, yes. Oh, yeah. Uh, but, you know, episodes eight and nine particularly. I liked episode seven, but not eight and nine. Um, but it's nice that it's all together. So if you want to watch the complete saga, you can watch the complete saga, though. If you're like me, you know the complete saga ends at uh, episode six. Okay. Cheers. <laughs> <laughs> it begins episode three. What's that? Four. It begins episode four. Episode yeah. four or Rogue One? No, well, you episode... know, episode four. I mean, that's te- while Rogue One is technically a part of the, okay. you know, Skywalker saga, it, you know, then you got to throw Solo in there too, you know. Yeah. Are you happy to hear about all these new Star Wars uh, series being developed for Disney Plus? Oh yeah, oh yeah. The, the Rogue One keep... series is one of them. Yeah. Yeah. If they keep going the way they've been going with Mandalorian, absolutely, I'll be very excited. Yeah. Awesome. Ray Skywalker, Daisy Ridley, uh, has been in talks to star in the psychological thriller, The Ice Beneath Her. Mm. Um, apparently, it's in a bidding war um, right now. Um, she's a fantastic actress. She's come a long way, man. So, uh, I'm I'm a big fan of Daisy Ridley, isn't it? I'm sure she's ready to move on to different projects and not be like, you know, um, you know, typecast for Ray Skywalker or just, you know, known for one specific character, which a lot of actors tend to get associated with one. So I'm sure she's really excited to kind of move on to other stuff. Do you think she's going to reprise that role at some point in the future? I would say yes. Yeah. Um, Disney has deep pockets. I'm sure anybody <laughs> could be persuaded. Um, I would like to see Ray. You know, you know, but I know they're not going right now. They're not going in the future of the timeline. All the new projects are either going to go somewhere in the, you know, before um, Force Awakens Episode 7. Right. And could go before episode one which is known as the high republic so those that's the new content being developed um so i'm, I'm stoked lots of good stuff movies now the next movie will take a while and i think they need to think that uh, you know think that over for a while let that rest and just focus on the tv shows on disney plus that's yeah. definitely the way to go yeah i'll be um, fine to get rid of kathleen kennedy before the next um 
<laughs> trilogy. Oh, God. I need to do that. Haven't stuff. they scaled back her responsibilities already? Uh, by a considerable amount, but they, right. she still has um, creative power over one last trilogy, I think, and she's okay. just holding on to it. But they need to fucking get rid of her. My God. <laughs> yeah, because she already announced that she wants to do some like female-centered um, another Star that's, Wars series. That's the that's the project that she's working on. It's yeah, a series so though, not thing. like not movies though, right? Uh, I thought it was a trilogy, but it could, oh, it I a could, trilogy? Uh, it could, okay. it could be a series. I don't remember it that well, mm-hmm. but yeah, it's supposed to be all female led. Yeah, it's like it's like just make a good story, please. Like we don't need yeah. to be female or whatever. If there's females in there, great, but that shouldn't be the premise of the new um of the new project. Is like oh, well, well, these I'll, are females. I'll say this. <laughs> I'll say this to it. Is there an audience for an all female led movie or TV show? Sure. But yeah, then don't be surprised when you're not getting the same amount of viewings as the things not preaching to us. You know, I think that's yeah. the, that's that's the give and take. If you want to make a woke movie, go for it. Yeah. But don't be upset when it doesn't do so well because your niche is a very small percentage of people. And so, you know, and there's strong female characters in the Mandalorian, but they're not going around all the time saying like, "Yeah, I'm a strong female character." Let me skip over because exactly. I had Star Wars TV news, and I have to skip through all the movie news. So I'll just go. Oh, okay, okay. <laughs> I'll go ahead over to it. That's okay, man. Um, It's all good in the hood. So the untitled Cassian Andor series at Disney Plus is continuing to build out its cast. And I'm excited about this because, Chachi, you know I love continuities, the same actors reprising their roles. You know, it just gives it a you know, it gives it a little more kick and punch when yeah. you bring the original people back. It's um, more realistic, I think. Yes. Uh, yeah. Genevieve O'Reilly. Do you know she played Mon Mothma? In the original prequels, and also in Rogue One. Remember Mon Mothma, Genevieve O'Reilly? Yeah. Um, yep, yep. She'll be coming aboard uh, the cast of this Cassian Andor series. Um, also, Denise Goh um, will be a part of the cast as well. Uh, Denise Goh's character is kept under wraps, but we all know that O'Reilly was Mon Mothma. So I think it's awesome. As you know, Alan Tudyk, who played K2SO... Um, Andor's uh, droid sidekick will be returning, and we already That's talked good. about Stellan Skarsgård and Kyle Soller also been added to the cast, so that's really exciting. So, um, yeah, yeah man, and yeah, and we mentioned last week. Um, speaking of female-centric, fronted um, projects, um, this is uh, going to be um, the showrunner is going to be Leslie. Headland, who actually co-created Russian Doll on Netflix. Okay. She will be the one that will be um, showrunning the new female-centric uh, Star Wars um, series. So there's four. And let's not forget the Obi-Wan. That's the fourth one. So four um, Star Wars um, projects as part of Disney+. Plus. So pretty exciting. Too much. I think it's too much. Like You think that's too much? Yeah. Really? Yeah. Four... Before, like at one time trying to like plan that well i know i know obi-wan's a limited series that's only going to go one season oh it is um, okay yeah um mandalorian as you know is going to go multiple seasons which you love um cassian andor and and yeah this other one I'm, I'm guessing they'll see how it does and see but as far as i know um obi-wan's only going one season because i think there's only a certain amount of story you can tell but i don't know it might be a big hit they might you know uh ian mcgregor is fantastic you know yeah and just make them good. I don't care what you do to make them good. Like I mean, exactly. Don't that's all, don't that's don't, all don't I just have. do it, don't do it just for the money. Um, 
you know, just do it because you want to tell a good story, just and then the money will come. The, just tell the fucking story. Right. <laughs> exactly. Um, yep. So, um, Spider-Man news, the Spider-Man sequels have been pushed back. Um, so the sequel, uh, the, the Far From Home sequel, have been moved from uh, 2021 of July to November of 2021. Good. Um, okay. The Into the Spider-Verse is going to be delayed by six months from April 2022 to October 2022. I feel like so, a lot of work can be done from home. They can still work on that a little bit. Yeah. Computer generated. I'm sorry, continue. But no, no, yeah. Anything with post-production, yes. Yeah. I mean, that can, that can be developed um, during these times, but if they haven't shot it yet, obviously. Obviously. That's the issue. Um, yeah, right, I'm just happy to see. I'm just happy to see less of um, or postponed seeing um, Zendaya again for. Um, You're not a fan of. Z- if you watch Euphoria, if you watch uh, uh, Zendaya and Euphoria, Chachi, you will see what an amazing actress she. She's wow, really good. She's annoying in Spider-Man. I, and she's annoying in real life. I dig <laughs> her. Well, I haven't met her in real life, but yeah, I, I mean, just annoying in interviews. Yeah. You don't like her in interviews, okay? Well, yeah, she's always she's always she's always the victim. Like, uh, like I, I wish I was as much as victim of, uh, as she is. <laughs> getting, you know, again those getting those roles, deals. Yeah, yeah, getting those deals. Yeah. yeah, I mean, it makes sense. Yeah, you can bring up a good point. But she's a good actress, acting wise. She's. I don't know. Yeah. I mean, I don't <laughs> no, know. you don't think she's that good? Okay. I don't think she's that great in Spider Man. Maybe she's great in other shows. I don't know. Okay. Um, like, she's like the frumpiest looking MJ. And then everybody's got to pretend that she's hot. Oh, wow. Oh. It's like everybody's fighting yeah. over her in Spider-Man. I'm like, really? This is the girl you're all fighting over? I don't know. Well, anyways. Uh, <laughs> Doctor Strange is going to also be moved from November of 2021 to now March of 2022. So this is... The Damn. domino effect, as you know, we're yeah. gonna see Scarlet in those tight spandex, uh, uh, in Black Widow uh, now in November, so that pushes the Eternals from November to next year. So everything's just everything's basically getting back. shipped up exactly. Yeah, and Black Widow looks really good. It looks great, Looking man. Looking forward to that. Um, Looking forward to Wonder Woman. A so lot. many good movies. Mission yeah. Possible Seven, uh, previously um, scheduled for. July 2021 will now be pushed to November 2021. So again, things are getting pushed over. Some are not going to push, and they're just going to go straight to video on demand. Um, these are and, not the non-blockbusters. So this includes movies like uh, Judd Apatow's new movie with um, Pete Davidson, The King of Staten Island, was supposed to come out in June, uh, and now it's going to go straight to VOD. Hmm. So... Um, it's based on Davidson's life. It's directed by Judd Apatow and uh, co-written by Davidson, Apatow, and uh, former SNL writer, sorry, tongue twister, David Cirrus, um, which was supposed to make its premiere at the South by Southwest Festival. So. Yeah, he, he annoys me, too. <laughs> <laughs> he does. I mean, he might be a nice guy in real life. I don't know, but he's... I don't know. I, I don't find we him know, funny. We, we know you... I chucked out a little bit of a stand-up chat. He was pretty funny. He had some really funny moments. I'll give some. I'll give some. I'll give him some credit. I'll give him a little bit of credit. You know. Um, Ryan Reynolds become the consummate um, star. As you know, he's a Deadpool, but uh, he's come aboard to star and produce on a time travel movie. I guess it's uh, untitled, hmm. um, with Sean Levy directing. 
Uh, he is a man who must travel back in time to help his 13-year-old self. Okay. Well, Back mm. to the Future. That sounds cool. <laughs> well, that's right. Okay, so it could be like Back to the Future, but it's a new movie. It doesn't yeah. have to be a remake. It doesn't have to be like a, a sequel right. or whatever. Just do like, if you want to do a time travel movie, do one. Yeah. So I'm looking forward to seeing what this is one's all about. Um, he was already on talks to do the um, Dragon's Lair. Film. Right. Oh, Based that's on the eighties art. That's, that's going to be great. Eighties arcade game. Yeah. Um, and as you know, one of my favorite uh, writers and directors is uh, Kevin Smith. He's sure. been stuck in quarantine, but he said he's been able to sit down on his computer and crank out the first draft of Twilight of the Mallrats. Oh, good. Uh, which is cool. the sequel to Mallrats, which came out in '95. Um, the original cast is on board, which I'm happy to hear. Um, let's hope that um, Shannon Dory is healthy enough uh, to oh, yeah. come back. Yeah, you know she's she's got uh, cancer, I believe. Yeah, big C. Yeah, come back and forth with the cancer. Yeah, but Jason Lee, Jeremy London, Ben Affleck should be on board for the um, sequel. Um, and also, yeah, I really enjoyed the Jay and Silent Bob um, reboot. I liked it too, man. I I think some critics didn't like it, but I think mostly audiences loved it because you have to be. I think it's ultimately you're a fan of Kevin Smith's work and you like. You know, you like that universe, and I, I think he's great. I've loved him since I was, you know, young and, um, you know, a kid, and I, I love his work now, man. I think he's great, and uh, he's going to work on uh, Clerks 3. He's got his first draft of Clerks 3 coming up. Oh, that's good. Now that this, uh, this script is done, and he's going to work on Moose Jaws. So that's the uh, trilogy. If you've seen Tusk and Yoga Hosers. Oh, this okay. is the third of that third of his one. horror anthology. All right. Chachi, if you he's get a chance, them out. check out. Check out Tusk on Netflix if you haven't yet. It's a very so is that the un- first part. It's the first one of the trilogy of horror movies that Kevin Smith's doing. Yeah, Has Yoga Hosers. Yoga Hosers. You know, I didn't search for Yoga Hosers because I've already seen it. But that's a good question. I'll have to see okay. if it is. But Tusk, the first of the three of the horror horror comedy anthology of um, Kevin Smith's films, is up on Netflix. So, yeah. and I just watched that recently. So I actually watched them out of order. I watched Yoga Hosers first, and then went back and watched Tusk. Okay. You, know, so, you know, his his movies got to be like a party, like you know, filming his movies. Yeah, like, I mean, I'm, I'm sure, sure everybody's. Time. I'm, I have a feeling everybody's super stoned on that set. I think so too. <laughs> Lots of fun. I mean, I think I think that's why he he's did these. A, he's a heavy duty uh, pothead. Kevin oh Smith. God, yeah. 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 He's public about that shit. So it wouldn't surprise and, me if it was just. And they a, come out with some of these ideas. I won't spoil Tusk, but it's it's pretty. Did you ever see Red it's State? Gruesome. It's gruesome. That is the one I did not see. That's so, only it's only Kevin. And the reason why is that I haven't seen it on any streaming platform yet. But that's I've seen every single one of Kevin Smith's movies except for it. It was on Netflix. I don't know if it still is on Netflix. But the whole okay, premise is that for it. I watched a stand up when he was talking about it, and he was like, "I was writing the story, and every time I came to a point where naturally a decision would have to be made to put it in that direction." I just made the fucking opposite direction. And it keeps doing that the whole movie. It's super wild. So uh, check it out. That was, the, again, it's the one film that's eluded me is Red State. So I gotta, I definitely got to watch that, man, for sure. Yeah, yeah I mean, it is cool watching um, Jay and Silent Bob reboot and just seeing how many people that we've met and hung out with in real life while watching that yeah, movie. Yeah, do you want to oh, yeah. uh, go through that list, Chach? <laughs> I mean, I know <laughs> Shannon Darty's one. Uh, sorry, Darty. Uh, Shannon Elizabeth, yeah. um, who's amazing. Who's She's actually been on. Oh, God, she's hot. She's been on Below the yeah. Belt Show, which is great. 
Um, I mean, we've met Rosario Dawson a bunch of times yeah. Oh, uh, yeah. at the White House Correspondents um, event, which was last weekend. Um, it would have been. Which would have would have been. Yes. <laughs> would have been last weekend. That's sadly. depressing. I know, right? I know. Um, who else? Who else was on that? I mean, we met Kevin. We've met Jay. Um, um, Kratik, who else in that film? Met... Um... Isn't Val Kilmer in this one? I've interviewed um, Brian O'Halloran, who played yeah. Dante, yeah. Uh, at, at Awesome Con. That was pretty cool. Did they but bring back, lunch. like, Will Ferrell yeah. or any of them? Was No, I didn't. Wait, Chachi, was Will Ferrell? He was in the first yeah. one. He was in He was in Jay and Silent Bob Strike Back. He wasn't okay, in this no. one, I don't think. He wasn't was no, he in this one? I'm I trying to remember if he was. I don't think he was. No, wait, he might have been. Was he in the house? Who was that? Yeah, he Wait, was no, Will Ferrell, Will Ferrell, check his credits, Chach. I think he was. Yeah, yeah, he was in the house, like, when they, um... Yeah, no, no, yeah. Will Ferrell was in it, yeah. There you go. <laughs> oh, man, another great sci-fi movie in production, um, starring Karen Gillan, we all know her as, oh, yeah. um, from uh, Avengers Endgame, help me, Nick, what's her character? Nebula. Nebula, thank you. Um, yep. She's going to be starring with Aaron Paul from Breaking Bad fame. Oh. Uh, Beulah Cole, Martha Kelly, and Jesse Eisenberg. Um, it will follow a terminal. Uh, it's called Duel. Um, it will follow a terminally ill woman who's played by Karen Gillan, who opts for a cloning procedure. Oh, wow, interesting. To ease loss on her friends and family. This is interesting because I always thought about this the fu- as being the future with cloning, like people that are terminally ill. They can they can clone themselves and have that person resume their life. I mean, it, it's, that's kind of weird. It's mind-boggling, it's kinda, but I'm like, I mean, I'm assuming their consciousness doesn't transfer over and somehow. So it's just a totally different person that just looks like me. That's fucking weird. It's a it's a genetic duplicate, but yes, the, yeah. can the personality? No, he wasn't in it, Will Ferrell. <laughs> oh, he wasn't. No. Oh, okay. Oh, I guess we missed the ball on that one. He was surprised. <laughs> He was in the Impractical Jokers movie, which I saw him do a okay, cameo recently. You're, you're, That's mixing up, you're mixing up. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Quarantine. Quarantine brain, right? The Maze Runner uh, director, Wes Balls, set to direct a, fe- a feature adaptation of the sci-fi novel, The First 15 Lies of Harry, which uh, Steven Spielberg's Amblin um, Partners has acquired. So Ball will direct this is based on Claire Norse 2014 book. It's a story of a man who is repeat, repeatedly born into the same life, who remembers all his past experiences while seeking to save the world by outmaneuvering a similarly gifted rival who's willing to make any sacrifice to attain godlike knowledge. Okay. Hmm. Pretty deep. Pretty deep. Um, sound like sound like Quantum Leap. A little bit, yeah. Yeah, kind of. With an yeah, evil, an evil leaper. An evil leaper, yeah, man. Mm. I love it how Olivia Wilde, who's one of my favorites, is now um, taking the director's chair. Um, she's got a new film that she's directing, which will um, star Florence Pugh, um, who is now in the Black Widow movie. She was great in Fighting With My Family. Um, Shia LaBeouf sure. and Chris Pine. Um, the three of them will be in this upcoming feature film called Don't Worry, Darling. Um, and uh, it's a psychological thriller set in an isolated utopian community in the 1950s California desert. Okay. Oh. Um, All right. Sounds like a, another uh, cool film. Olivia, she had some success with Booksmart. So she seems like, I mean, I love seeing her on camera, but 
She wants to direct. Go, go for it. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Maisie Williams, Arya Stock from Game of Thrones, um, is uh, going to have a new movie. Uh, it's a thriller. Um, it's called um, The Owners. It's mm. um, the debut of writer and director Julius Berg. Uh, Maisie Williams will um, star in a film, stars in this film as a part of a group of friends who think they found the perfect easy score, an empty house with a safe full of cash. But when the elderly, elderly couple that lives there comes home early, the tables are turned. It's a deadly game of cat and mouse. Oh, that's um, a damn, a damn game of cat and mouse. They'll get you every time. Yeah, man. They the will. would-be thieves are left to fight to save themselves from a nightmare they could never have imagined. Okay. Pretty cool synopsis. I uh, love seeing our favorites from Game of Thrones move off, move up, move on to major projects and cool things. So I'm all about it. Um, as you know, um, Sansa Stark we just mentioned was is going to be in a new Queeby series, um, kind of like in the Alive theme um, from that movie from years ago. Yeah. Um, and of course. Uh, Richard Madden and um, and John Snow himself, Kit Harrington, are both going to be in the Eternals. So I, I love it. I mean, the I think it's great to to tie in um, the Game of Thrones actors who we all love because we love that series um, for the most part. Most yeah. of it. Uh, um, I never got into the Now You See Me um, film franchise. Did either of you get into it? The, the Heist Thriller. The first one I saw, I think, in theaters. The second one. I've seen clips of, but I've never actually watched it. Uh, yeah. Well, they're um, no, I never they're, saw it. They're yeah. developing a third installment of the oh. franchise. Yeah. All right. Jesse That's Eisenberg, cool. Woody Harrelson, Isla Fisher, Dave Franco, Morgan Freeman. That's a heck of a cast right there, man. That's, That's a pretty solid cast. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm surprised I really haven't gotten into these films, but maybe I should. <laughs> they're pretty. They're pretty clever. You know, they they got some yeah. cool visuals and stuff. I'd say check them out. You might dig it. Cool, I'll have to check it out. Check out the first yeah. two. Yeah. Before the third one comes out. Yeah, man. So, um, this is interesting. So, there's a World War II fantasy horror movie called War Hunt starring Mickey Rourke. They actually were shooting now, guys. Can you believe this? Oh, wow. They were filming in Latvia. Um, in Riga, Latvia, the capital of Latvia, they were allowed to continue working by abiding by government guidelines with face masks, gloves, having their temperature taken twice a day, wow. social distancing, disinfecting equipment. I'm surprised to read. Now, I thought WWE wrestling was the only thing going on right now, production-wise, but uh, no, uh, they, they were, I guess, Latvia has a little more relaxed uh, rules. And I know that Sweden, I think we talked about this last week, Sweden and Denmark, um, because they have a low, low reported number of cases, they've actually started shooting uh, up there as well. Cool. So that's pretty cool. Um, Kaylee Cuoco is joining Kevin Hart and Woody Harrelson in the upcoming comedy film, Man from Toronto. Uh, we huh. talked about this film before. Um, Woody Harrelson actually replaced Jason Statham. Um, he was originally on that. He had to bail out. So well, that's we too bad. Woody and Kevin. And now Kaylee Cuoco from Big Bang Theory. Love her. It's about a world-class assassin who accidentally bumps into a bumbling screw-up from New York City at a Toronto Airbnb, leading to a series of mistaken identities, clashing personalities, and deadly stakes. Hmm. Okay. That'd be cool. Be cool All to right. see. Look forward to that. And um, with the success of the Goosebumps 
films, they're going to do a live-action Goosebumps series based on R.L. Stein's best-selling books um, for Sony Pictures. Uh, well, Sony Pictures TV produced the, the first two films. Um, I guess they haven't announced what network that will be on. Um, but um, I, I mean, it's a kids' film. I don't know if either of you got, guys have watched uh, Goosebumps before, but uh, I read the books as a kid. That's about as far as it goes for me. You never, you never watched the, sh- the films. <laughs> I haven't seen the films. No. <laughs> yeah. So, um, so moving on to Netflix news. Netflix will premiere a new Ryan Murphy project. As you know, Ryan Murphy has this huge deal with Netflix. Um, in which gay characters in the 1940s must keep their sexual orientation a secret for fear of losing their jobs and being rejected by family and friends. Um, this is not to be confused with the miniseries Hollywood. This is a, a film um, which covers some of the territory as it tells a fictional story set against the backdrop of movie business after World War II. But this film is called A Secret Love. Um, and... Uh, Actually, you know what? I'm reading here. This is a documentary. So he, Brian Murphy's producing this. Okay. Oh, all right. It's a documentary. I was going to say, okay. it sounded like real life. Yeah. Um, it's a seven-decade relationship between two women who met in 1947. Huh. One of them was playing in an all-American girls professional baseball league, which was later celebrated in, in a league of their own. Okay. okay. Um, so it's 70 years between the lives of these two women. Wow, crazy. Um, <laughs> Why is that crazy? I mean, that, that, I mean that's it's a long time, you know. Yeah. Long yeah. relationship. Yeah, long relationship. Twenty. I mean, they're they're in their nineties, clearly. Yeah. Yeah. Um, if it's you know seventy year relationship, I'm guessing. Um, so this is cool. So with, the, with all the social distance, distancing, and Netflix has picked up uh, a project called Social Distance. Huh. It's an anthology series from Orange Is the New Black production team. Um. It's going to be produced remotely, kind of what we're, like we're doing here. <laughs> uh, we'll focus on the new, bizarre, bewildering reality we're all experiencing in wake of the coronavirus pandemic. And uh, where is TMF? Checking on her. Oh, yeah. Wake up, girl. You got work to do. I know, right? <laughs> um, so Christina Applegate and Linda Cardinelli um, will be appearing in uh dead to me season two um a trailer just dropped for that i have yet to watch that haven't you seen dead to me no Christina Applegate. Uh, i heard it it's really good um kind of like um they're covering up for a hit and run oh wow all right yeah kind of like the uh very bad things i guess in a series format with the oh, opposite okay. with like the women killing them the guy and stuff i don't know um could be cool so that's getting a, a second season. The trailer just dropped for that one. And uh, Turn Up Charlie with Idris Elba, unfortunately, was canceled. This was a comedy on Netflix. It's a struggle oh, DJ and Bachelor who becomes a nanny for uh, the daughter of a childhood best friend who has since become more successful than him. So, uh, hmm. Okay. Netflix is also producing a comedy special. Josh, I'm sure you'll be happy to hear. Jerry Seinfeld will have his first stand-up special of new material. Oh, good. Um, oh, wow. First, yeah, first new material in 22 years. Wow. And it's wow. called 23 Hours to Kill. It premieres May 5th on Netflix. Um, yeah. 
Um, this is uh, kind of fun. There's a trailer out right now if you want to check it out. It has uh, Seinfeld uh, playing like a James Bond type character. Um, but, you know, that's just a little promotional trailer for it. So, um, wow, Jerry Seinfeld, uh, back to stand up specials. So, look forward to that. Should that should be fun to watch. Although he's had constant tours, he just hasn't had anything televised. It seems. Yeah. And he did have his, his driving in cars with comedians with coffee or whatever the fuck that That's show was. True. Yeah, yeah. Uh, also. So. But I guess yeah. this is a foray back into stand-up after many years. Yeah, yeah. Uh, the Obamas, uh, as you know, they're producing Netflix content. Um, they're doing um, – their production company is called Higher Ground Productions. They're going to have a new documentary that follows uh, Michelle Obama's recent book tour for her memoir, Becoming. Um, and it gives an intimate look into the life of uh, the former first lady as she embarks on the 34-city tour. Um, wow, I'm curious to see what other projects, what, what kind of um, scripted series that the Obamas will be producing, you know? Yeah. To wait and see. Yeah, yeah, it'll be definitely interesting. I don't know. <laughs> I know, right? From from the White House to the production house. <laughs> you know, it's kind of a cool transition, I guess. I mean, I, mean, I they're guess. Already, they're already well-liked in Hollywood, so I guess it's Yeah, so yeah you think? <laughs> right? Um, HBO News. HBO has made a deal to develop a new series from the classic horror franchise Hellraiser. Okay, so this will be a series format of Hellraiser. That could be cool. Yeah. Um, David Gordon Green is going to direct the pilot and several more initial episodes. This will be the first time that Pinhead will be on the small screen. Yeah. He's that pincushion domed villain who heads a group of pasty-faced villains sent from hell known as the Cenobites. Um, did, you, did you guys ever watch these movies when they were in theaters? Because you guys were I've, the I mean, 80s. I've, I mean, I saw one. I saw one of the Hellraiser films. I never got big into Hellraiser. Yeah, Chach, what about yeah. you? I think I've seen them on TV before. Like never I've in seen the theaters. I saw them like on like regular cable at three in the morning on. Yeah, like a USA Network or something. Exactly, yeah. exactly. But I mean, I never ever saw any of them in theaters because I was too young. But I was curious if you guys ever did. We met the actor. Oh yeah. It's cool. Uh, HBO Max um, is going to add a new... So as you know, guys, there's going to be HBO stuff and there's going to be HBO Max stuff. The HBO Max stuff will not necessarily be on HBO. It's just like an HBO Plus, basically. So they're going to have their own content. Um, Seth Rogen's comedy um, called An American Pickle um, will be released under the platform uh, Warner Max. Um and Rogan will be playing dual I, roles. I, Interesting. Dual roles in this. Um, in the adaptations of the New York series Sellout. Um, and um, Rogan stars as Herschel Greenbaum, a struggling laborer who immigrates to America in 1920 with dreams of building a better life for his beloved family. Okay. He falls into a vat of pickles and is brined for 100 years. Oh, my God. The brine preserves him perfectly, and when he emerges in a present-day Brooklyn, he finds he hasn't aged a day. What? 
That's fucking weird. That could be. That could be funny. That could be funny if it's Seth Rogen, man. I mean, yeah. pickle he, juice he is supposed to he make you live for so well. I mean, this is basically Captain America. Basically, but in, but in, pick, in pickle but juice, pickle, bro- pickle juice, which in my opinion is probably more American. An <laughs> <laughs> American pickle. I mean, yeah. I do love pickles, so. Yeah. I mean, if that's the founder of youth, man, show me a vat. I'll jump yeah. over. Head, head first in that motherfucker. <laughs> <laughs> Since uh, Nick was alluding to age over here. Yeah, bit. way to be old, oldies. That's a lie. You guys are what? Motherfucker. I think you're like maybe five years older than me. It's not. I'm old too. <laughs> Apple TV <laughs> has ordered The Shrink Next Door, starring Will Ferrell and Paul Rudd, straight to series. An um, eight limited, eight episode limited series. Um, it marks the first time that Will Ferrell and Paul Rudd have shared the screen since Anchorman Two. Yeah. So they're a good uh, pair in Anchorman. Yeah, it's they're funny good. shit. Yeah. That's so. Funny. Yeah, so well, it's a they, dark. But these a, platforms are throwing all kind of money to these actors. I like, yeah. know, right? A, A-list actors that were in movies are now yeah. going to be on the uh, small cre- screen. It's crazy. The Shrink Next Door is a dark comedy inspired by true events that detailed the bizarre relationship between psychiatrist to the stars Dr. Isaac, played by Rudd, and his longtime patient Martin, played by Farrell. That's funny. Okay, That's so good. Yeah, I think co- it's going to be funny. Over the course of their relationship, the all-too-charming Ike slowly takes over Marty's life, even moving into Marty's Hamptons home and taking over his family business, according to the logline. So that sounds pretty fun, man. Looking forward to that. Yeah, it's cool. Two that great sounds, actors I'm, I'm going to enjoy that. That's going to be good. Yeah. I haven't met Will Ferrell, but uh, at least I don't think I have. But Paul Rudd's a really, really stand-up guy. Really stand-up. Oh, yeah. Yeah. He, he was actually... When I met him, he was shooting Anchorman, too. So he had the, the so mustache had the, and the whole getup? He had the long hair, <laughs> handlebar mustache, and he was in the tuxedo. That's awesome. <laughs> That's pretty cool. That's pretty cool. Oh, man. So Glenn from Walking Dead, Stephen Yoon, is now producing for Amazon Prime. He signed a first-look deal with Amazon Studios. He will work with a studio to develop and produce television series Targeted for premiere exclusively on Prime Video for more than 200 countries and territories around the world. Wow, Stephen Yoon going Good on the you, producing bud. route. Wow, getting I, that, getting that cheddar. Good for him. Getting that right, you know. I, yeah. I didn't know that he had that, that he had the ability to produce. But hey, man, that's awesome. Get, get that money. Son. I just know uh, him taking Negan's bat to the eye and his eye uh, like hanging off the side of his head. That's the last Sorry, that's a spoiler alert from a long time ago. Sorry, oh, that's, that's been out long enough. That's not a big deal. Even um, even I saw that episode. Right? Yeah, even you. That's where you stopped. That's a where lot you... of people. A lot of people stop. Why uh, that I, point? I, I I went for the rest of that. The 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 following season. What happens immediately after that? Okay. Then I, so I caught okay, that... Negan's first season, and then I was meh. A lot of people either stop for the the, the first episode and they yeah. were disappointed or sad. And, or they stopped that that season. Yeah, I finished. Right. The, I finished the season, but it was that, that was. Nick, it's so good now, man. I'm telling you, it's um, good. I'm considering it, but you know. <laughs> I, I have a feeling <laughs> if you get back to, you'll be like, oh, oh here God. she comes. Here she comes. And then you'll be like, <laughs> I'm here. <laughs> so there Tim, I I I heard that you don't want to join us via video, and why is that? Why hey, is well, that? 
No, it's just because it's going to be what kicks me off. So we called, um, I was on, I want to say a total of like 12 hours plus with Comcast. And they were explaining that um, they're like, oh, well, no, will you try this? I'm like, look, I've bought our own equipment, uh, your equipment. Here's the consistency. The equipment's not the problem. Your connection's the problem. <laughs> I'm like, because the connection speed test on all equipment that I've tried now is around the same. We're paying for a gigabit internet. We're still getting three megabytes. Like, I'm like, that's that's not what it is. And then they admit for the past month, they haven't really connected us to gigabit internet. So, so that oh, could explain oh. the, 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 We've drop, been paying the kinds of drops for it, from last but, week, yeah. last time yeah. you were on, right? So today, yeah, exactly. And today um, I went, they sent out another piece of equipment for us to install today. I went and got better equipment for gigabit ready, but I don't think the guy even um, installed the gigabit wiring outside because that's what the, the tech also asked me is I did someone ask to do anything outside. I'm like, well, he apparently said, nope, there's nothing to plug in outside. So we'll just figure that out later. And I'm like, so we, you didn't do anything. Like, <laughs> Well, I'm still glad you're here. And the fact that, yes, if you got on video, we, we, we would have gotten that same choppiness that we had last time you were on. Yeah. Then I guess we'll have to deal without seeing the lovely TMF. Yeah, there's going to be a voice like, in my head. I'm sorry. But, I mean, the good news is, like, there's $307 worth of new equipment that I plan on trying to install. <laughs> It's going to take me all day. And then I'm going to call them back and go, hey, if you can't fix this, you can charge us for what we are getting. So. <laughs> well, we're going to have to share Adrian Ray to ourselves. Then. <laughs> oh, my goodness. <laughs> you know, what sucks you is like tonight, tonight that you were home in a bikini, too. So it, this really yeah. sucks. It, it was. Uh, how yeah, did damn. you know that? I heard. Bikini? Maybe even <laughs> less than a bikini, right? Maybe less. I oh. Yeah, that's that's why you guys can't see me. That's the secret. God, well, shit. <laughs> okay. I'll send I'll send private Snapchat. Sna private Snapchat. Right. Has your uh, OnlyFans launched yet, Tiff? <laughs> I mean, the accounts are there, but I have not posted anything. <laughs> okay. Well, remind us. We'll promote on BTV. Yeah. I need my own PR associate. That's what I need. Like, here's photos. <laughs> post this. <laughs> I'll do my the, assistant. Uh, sure. Twist my arm. Yeah. <laughs> I have a camera too. I can shoot. <laughs> I can create content. Anyways, <laughs> so we're talking about we're talking about television stuff. So uh, uh, I guess we can uh, just go off to where we resumed. But uh, Tim, have you been you've been all right though? Real quick, since you're just joining us halfway through the segment. Other I than your internet surviving quarantine, but yeah, yeah, how you doing this quarantine? You doing okay? I'm going stir crazy. I'm going to, I was yeah. watching Jimmy Fallon's from Home Show, and oh my gosh, he just wrote a song today and he nailed it, and it's called "I'm About to Crack." <laughs> we're doing the same thing Jimmy Fallon is. We're doing, <laughs> yeah, we're doing the exact same thing like all these major shows are doing. It's pretty cool. Yeah, no, um, he he had said something that was pretty entertaining. He's just like, well, in all of this, the Girl Scout sales are down. Um, he, <laughs> and he he came up with a new line of snarky uh, Girl Scouts cookies, like you know, um, liquor doodles and <laughs> <laughs> everybody's favorite. <laughs> awesome, man. So um, we were just talking about the walking. So this is a interesting um thing to know, Chachi. So Ryan Hurst plays Beta, right? As you know, we don't know what's going on with the finale. But this is kind of an indication that Beta might not be in future seasons of Walking Dead because he just signed on to a new show on Hulu called The Mysterious Benedict Society. And he's going to be in the main cast along with Kristen Schaal, uh, Gia Shandu, I haven't heard of any of these actors, Seth Carr, Emmy de Oliveira. Um, so it's based on a novel by Trenton Lee Stewart. 
It's a tale of four gifted orphans who are recruited by an eccentric benefactor. They go on a secret mission, placed undercover at a boarding school known as the Institute, and they must foil a nefarious plot uh, with global ramifications while creating a new sort of family along the way. Okay. Um, I don't know if I'm sold on that plot, but uh, I think we might be seeing the last of Beta Chachi on The Walking Dead uh, for the upcoming uh season finale as you know it's kind of difficult to lead uh on a new show and still right. be on uh, uh another show but you know hey you know let's see what happens in the finale you know we talked about this when you were on nick that um they cannot show the season finale of walking dead because they can't go into the vfx studios and finish up the fine fine editing um, oh, they just no. they just can't do that at home. So we're like waiting for this Walking Dead finale for like God knows how. Long. I mean, it, damn like, mid uh, mid April, just um, early April, we have saw the the penultimate episode. Now we can't even fucking finish the the season. So they got us on a big cliffhanger. You know, we're a little bit a uh, little bit upset about that. I gotta admit, so. motherfuckers. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think this fall is gonna be a lot of like different like contest shows like you know american idol type of shows because yeah, like, they're gonna have all this empty everybody gets out of the house did you watch yeah, american idol these... this week no. they had they had every contestant is performing from their house oh cow. wow now, yep. okay. ryan secrets is at home they're doing it just like this oh, they're performing the musicians are remote they're playing guitar whatever yeah. not in their home but remotely except for there's like yeah. the singer songwriters that have their own guitars yeah and then um the judges are are from their respective homes i mean why couldn't it, so they say 10 people are less why could ryan and the three judges be in one room because that's less than 10 people and they could space out um and then have the contestants do it from home why why do they the judges and and ryan secrets have to do it from separate homes I don't know. I don't know why they do it that way, but <clears throat> maybe they just didn't want to. Maybe it's just they wanted to stay home. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I guess so. Yeah. But um, like, fuck you guys. I'm not leaving my house. Everybody else gets to, but I have to go <laughs> to work. Uh uh-uh. uh. No, I'm staying. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so speaking of this setup, uh, doing uh, Skype and Zoom, um, Chachi on YouTube, the cast and crew of the beloved Goonies with Josh oh, Brolin. Corey I, Feldman, Steven Spielberg, Kate Kwan, Jeff Cohen, Sean Astin, Carrie Green, Martha Plimpton, Robert Davi, Joe Pantiano, uh, Chris Columbus, Richard Donner. They all joined into a Zoom call. Yeah. And even Cindy Lauper, who made it yes. a champion in the film, wrote the theme song. Yep. Um, the, uh, the cast members offered their um, personal and professional updates. As you know, Chunk and the Goonies is no longer acting. He's a, an entertainment lawyer. He Which was on we, our show. He was on BTV five guys. years ago. Oh, and that's he was, cool. And he is the opening promo this week. <laughs> nice, <laughs> Which is nice. cool. Um, but what did you think, Chacha? I thought this was great. A good oh. walk down nostalgia lane to see uh, our favorite, one of our favorite movies. Um, just you know, have you know this reunion on YouTube? I, mean, I thought it was amazing. Of course. I mean, I wish it was would have been longer. It was only like a half hour. Yeah. Uh, could have definitely went an hour or more i guess at least an hour should have been because i really wanted to hear like you know more answers from people now that you get everybody together because the good thing about this skype stuff um is that before that it would have been it was impossible to get all these people together in the same room. right 
Yeah. Yeah. Skype ends, like, oh, especially right. getting like Josh Brolin, getting getting Spielberg, like it, it probably never would have happened. And, and, and like you know Richard Donner, who's 90 years old. He's got a lot of technology, man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's funny seeing uh, Richard Donner trying to uh, figure out how to do the um, Skype or whatever it was. It's like teaching a grandfather how to yeah. set up Skype Zoom. It's pretty funny. Yeah. But this is actually and the, the, and the general. Right. Oh yeah. The general is just like a grandfather when it comes to technology, 100%. even though he's an engineer. That's everything but, um, surrounded by. Like I, I'm always the go-to. Like Tiff, can you please uh, figure out how to do this on my phone? Can you please fix my 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 iPhone? How do I get this to hey, ring? Hey, Nick is stripping, is by the way. Oh my gosh. Did Nick, you... were you stripping for us? Yeah, it's fucking hot in here. Put him on OnlyFans. Put him on OnlyFans. You want to be on OnlyFans? So you want to see a nipple? I'll be your manager. I'll be your manager. Look, we'll, we'll charge like twenty dollars a nipple post in DMs. Oh like, my god. Subscription like three dollars for per per oh, nipple per shit. month. Like, <laughs> what all the celebrities are doing, guys. That's what all the celebrities are doing. <laughs> but really quick though, back to the Goonies thing. Yeah. I'm I'm really happy to hear that there is hope for a no. Goonies sequel. No, no, Steven Spielberg said. They would do it. They're just waiting for the right story. He said they and tried they, several times, and they they, they did. But it's, he basically said, if someone comes up with a great script, then they'll consider doing it. But you you allude to um, another way it should work instead of a movie. Yeah, yeah. Like I I think if you do a straight Goonies sequel, I think it would never work because there's no way you're going to be able to capture the magic of um you know a movie you saw in your childhood that came out in '85. There's no way, and you know it's a beloved movie. And you you can't make it better. They're doing than, it with Ghostbusters. They're what? doing it with Karate Kid. Well, well, let me get, get back to Karate Kid. Mm-hmm. Um, so instead of doing like a direct sequel of the movie, because you can't for a comedy, it's usually what an hour and a half. Very rarely do you have like a two-hour comedy, and there's no way you're gonna have like the the, the original Goonie characters come back and you have to talk about what they're doing now in the past. <laughs> 35 years and then have their kids and introduce the kids and build the kid characters up. It's not enough time to have a whole story with that, you know, in a, in a, in a two hour less format. So like taking the um, chapter out of what the Cobra Kai did from the karate kids, you have a whole new series on TV on Netflix or whatever and call it, don't even call it the Goonies, call it the Goondocks, you know, which okay, I think. Clever. Own, Pitch you know, to Spielberg, Chach. Yeah. And then, and then Goondocks. You, you can build up all, all the kids in those 10 episodes. You can build up, you can you need to talk about the characters, where they're at now in those 10 episodes, and then, you know, do more than one season if, it, if it's a hit, you know, and that's you can exactly really like. What, that, that's exactly what Cobra Kai is doing. Yeah. Yeah. And it's the exact you can, same thing. You can bring in like Papa Fratelli because, you know, Mama Fratelli, the actress, of course, passed away a long time ago. So you got yeah. like a, a Papa Fratelli and like whoever that would have been, you know, maybe he was in prison during that time, like back in the 80s. Yeah. Because I mean, the, the the current kids, the, the kids are now all grown up, Josh Brolin, Sean Astin, yeah. these kids uh, would be the kids of, of those, the original cast, you know, and they're at the age where they would have kids between, what, 11 and 15 or whatever, however yeah. old the kids were. So, that, I mean, that's feasible. It's hard to pull off. I mean, it's like, you know, like what are the odds that everybody's still living in the same town? And then how do they get back to the town? I mean, maybe there's a class reunion, but then why do the kids come there too? Like, I don't know. It, it's, it would be hard to pull off and make it good. But I mean, I think a TV series would be the best way to do it. Yeah. Cause realistically, where are the odds that all those kids would still be living in Astoria, right? Yeah. Yeah. Place, yeah. Right. yeah. But I mean, great reunion. It was great to see everybody. Like, I mean, I wish I could have heard, heard more stories. It was great to see Cindy Lauper who, um, you know, at Isn't the she time, great? at the time, she really did not like the song um, "Goonies Are Good Enough." 
I think it's because, a great song. Because I heard she got pissed that they um, she created the song for the movie and called it Good Enough, you know, but then they changed it after she created it and called it Goonies are Good Enough, which the word Goonies is, is um, she never sang the Goonies in the song. Ah, oh, I didn't know that. So she was mad that they uh, they changed the song that she created and changed the title on her. So huh. it was a long well, time but... she went that she never sang the song in concert. And then they and then they made her sing it at the end. Yeah, yeah. So these reunions are the next thing, Chachi, because um, I, just breaking news: the Fresh Prince cast um actually did a very similar thing, right? I haven't watched it yet, yeah. Chachi. Have you? I don't even know. Uh, it's not out yet? Tomorrow, I think. Oh, okay, cool. Will Smith, DJ Jazzy Jeff will be there along with some of the original cast. Um, Karen Parsons, uh, Alfonso Ribeiro, cool. um, Tatiana Ali, um, Daphne Maxwell-Reed, and um, Joseph Marcel. Um, Joffrey. Um, oh, cool. Um, also, um, that's good. They also will be there'll be a tribute to James Avery who played Will Smith's Uncle Phil, as you know he oh, passed yeah. away. I yeah. think just a few years ago. Um, yeah, but yeah. Have, um, yeah. both Aunt Vivs. You know what? I only oh, read yeah. I'm only reading one. So was she the the first one or the second one? One was like fairer skin, the other one was darker skin. Yeah, probably the second one. I think they had a falling out with the first one. Okay. okay. Yeah. But see, you know, it is cool having these kind of shows because I mean it'll be kind of hard to get Will Smith doing a reunion show. In a normal like um studio, could they afford them? <laughs> yeah, but you, can, right. but you can Zoom or Skype in for you know for same with Josh Brolin. That's why I'm thinking. Well, it's great to see Josh Brolin doing that. Like like in Spielberg, mm-hmm. like I mean like these are two people that like, you would expect to see, and like it was great to see them come out and like talk about the film because some you know a lot of actors are like you know embarrassed by their you know like childhood films you know yeah. when they did when they're young. Yeah, Josh is. I mean, I asked Josh when I met him at this uh, party for the movie Milk. Um, a while ago, I was like, "Any chance for a Goonie sequel?" He's like, ha, ha, ha. "He started laughing." He's like, uh, "No, I really don't think so." <laughs> but it was cool. He kind of like laughed and thought it was funny. You know? How great was it them yeah. doing their um, lines from the movie? That, I, part, was cool. that, that was part was so, cool. That part was cool. So it's something cool, you hardly man. ever see because usually these actors don't want to do their lines from their, you know, their catchphrases or lines or whatever that they did um, yeah. in their most popular movies, and they, and they all were doing it, which I thought was pretty cool. And it, it was showing like Corey Feldman was saying that he was like out of the country right now. So like, yeah, he's still out of the country. Yeah. Yeah. So saying yeah. that he was in hiding um, from after doing that documentary. Yeah. So he was, he was probably awake at a odd hour to do that. Uh, yeah. Call in. Um, the cast of Melrose place is going to do the same thing. Chach um, oh, really? on an episode of stars in the house on april 28th uh oh that already happened okay so you can catch it on youtube so i guess we gotta watch it uh um but this has um josie Bissett, thomas calabro yes marcia cross <laughs> laura layton heather locklear doug savant grant show andrew shoe we mentioned elizabeth shoe earlier yeah courtney thorn smith and daphne zuniga wow Surprise! Heather Locklear is doing anything. She's been in trouble with the law in the past. <laughs> yeah, she has been. Actually, you're right. She's been getting, a little, <laughs> getting a little aggressive. I know. Hey, I know Tiffany. I know Tiffany wants to see a Buffer reunion, right? <laughs> is that one you really love to see, or what? I mean, so it's it depends. I have mixed feelings on it. Um, really? Why? If, because uh, Sarah Michelle Gellar already said that she's not going to come back, 
Um, two of the other main actors said that they'd be for it, but acting at the same time in it, they wouldn't work well, for them. Um, Joss uh, Whedon wouldn't have a part in it. That's that's also another thing is he's already confirmed that he wouldn't have a part in it, so it'd be a spinoff. Well, and then like that would be for another production of Buffy, but I'm talking more like a line along the lines of like a Zoom reunion. Yeah, that, that's that's feasible. I mean, um, but the yeah. fact that Sarah Michelle. She's kind of almost retired as an actress, or she took she's taken hiatus, I guess. But uh, acts, yeah, but she's become Betty Crocker, <laughs> right? Which we all have been during this pandemic, yeah. man. I made a killer seared tuna the other day. See, that's Oof. what you should do. Like, I think um, if everyone has an OnlyFans, do daily activities like cooking naked <laughs> with so and so. It'll be a catch. Like, you'll have your own <laughs> trending hashtag. Did you hear that? Just normal daily activities. Really, like, really showed you know, us your boobs. So, and I then mean. to get celebrities' attention like tag their food line like cook baking with foodsters by sarah michelle geller naked on only fans tuesday <laughs> night special <laughs> oh my god <laughs> so nick i know you're excited about this reunion um uh, parks and Rex. oh yeah return for a special one-off episode featuring the original cast which will air tomorrow nick mm-hmm. make sure you set your uh oh yeah dvr Yep. It will help raise money for feeding America's COVID-19 response fund. So this will be in the same format um, as Zoom Skype, but it will be scripted. Yeah. It will be scripted, though. So that's It will be of... like uh, Saturday Night Live right now. Exactly, yeah. Yeah. So it will be in present day, centered around the attempts of Amy Puller, Amy Puller's character of Leslie Nope, keeping in touch with all her friends and colleagues as they social distance. Um, you'll be happy to know Aubrey Plaza will be on this pro, uh, special. Uh, Chris Pratt is coming back. Can you believe it? Um, yeah. Rashida Jones, Nick Offerman, Rob Lowe, Aziz Ansari, Adam Scott, Jim O'Hare, Retta uh, will all be a part of this. Okay. Um, yeah, I'll definitely be tuning into that. Um, Parks and Rec was one of those shows I like watched when it was on, but I didn't religiously follow it. Um, is it one of those shows that is, is worthy of uh, getting into during the pandemic? It is for me, yeah. Like, the, the general consensus is always that, like, the two shows that you can always binge on Netflix is The Office and Parks and Rec. At least okay, good. In the circles that, I, that I'm in, you know, it's, <laughs> it's definitely a bingeable show. It's, it's really light, yeah. lighthearted and funny as shit. It's well, especially The Office. <laughs> yes. We need yeah. lighthearted yeah. for sure. It's- Parkour, yeah. parkour. I mean, you, there's an episode you're going to get to where in the office where you're just going to start running to run around anywhere you work or any part of your house, randomly kicking bathroom doors in and stuff or jumping into dumpsters. Like, that's just... <laughs> anytime someone mentions the word parkour, I start dying because of that show. <laughs> parkour. Yeah. So SNL yeah. uh, was last Saturday, and I think you mentioned it, Nick. Um, yeah. We saw Brad Pitt portraying Dr. Anthony Fauci. Which I don't know if I see a resemblance, <laughs> but I, I don't know. I think I, I, I never heard of Anthony Fauci being like a heartthrob, but I don't know, I guess. You know, if, you if know, they had I'm actually done the show at the studio, they probably would have put enough makeup on him that it you did. I mean, you know, he had the gray hair and all that. You know, yeah. he got the, Pitt got the accent down because he is a great actor, but uh, yeah. look-wise, he didn't get the Fauci look um but you know hey you know i think it's cool that brad pitt you know it's saturday night live you can't take it seriously you know like um what was the guy's name that did the obama impression was so bad fred armison 
Oh, he always he, he Fred Armisen did an Obama. He impression? used to do. He used to portray Obama, and it was oh, so right. fucking bad. Like it didn't sound like him, you know. Yeah. But I don't know. I I think he did a better job than Fred Armisen did of Obama. That's for sure. All right. Um, they did a fun little weekend update with Michael Che and Colin Jost. You know that that ends up being my favorite segment of uh, of SNL. That's really the only time I truly laugh is during the weekend update because those guys are kind of like great they have great synergy together and great comedic uh um timing and play off of one another you know i think they're really do funny um with each other and uh adam sandler guest starred on saturday Night live with pete davidson they did a stuck in the house video which is pretty yeah. funny. That's funny um <laughs> uh adam <laughs> adam sandler is pretty funny talking about sitting around uh, the house um and um making bread that tastes like shit um <laughs> I think it's funny because um, Pete Davidson actually, and it's true, he lives with his mom, and I think it's his house, his mom lives with him, but um, he always talks about that in his show that he lives in his mom's basement, but and I'm legit, pretty sure... No, he legit lives in his fucking mom's basement in but, Staten Island. But it's his house, yeah, but yeah. Yeah, he bought the house, yeah. He bought the house, but that's, yeah. that's pretty cool, you know? <laughs> and he's taking care of mom, man. You gotta give it up to him. Most, most of these celebrities just do their own thing, you know? The guy is... I mean, he's a mama's boy. I mean, that's cool. Yeah. That's cool, you know? Um, Miley Cyrus. Wow, what a performance on Saturday Night Live, guys. If you didn't see yeah, it. Yeah, I saw that. She performed that. Yeah, Wish good. You Were Here by Pink Floyd. Um, and, and her guitarist apparently had COVID-19 and recovered from it. That's correct, Big Nick. Yeah. Yes, Andrew Watt yeah. um, had recovered. Thank God. Yeah, he was six feet away from Miley. Mm-hmm. Miley wasn't twerking on. Miley was not twerking on him like she was uh, Robin Thicke at the VMAs a while back. Oh wow! That's a, okay. that's a damn shame. <laughs> I mean, at least this time it would have been. I guess it would have been all right as long as she had a mask on, some sterilizing gloves. It would have looked weird, but you know, there are people that are into that kind of kink. <laughs> right? Coronavirus yeah. porn has become a thing. <laughs> well, you would definitely know. Hey! 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 <laughs> hey! Hey! hey. Hey. That's rather presumptuous of you. Like I, I didn't, true. <laughs> I didn't say I would know. I'm just saying it's a thing. Like, <laughs> I, I'm not saying you've heard things, of, right? That's exactly what it is. Right. You see, that's it's a better response. Like I, I've heard. <laughs> as far as anyone needs to know, I've heard. <laughs> what recreational activities I do in my time stuck in quarantine? That's up to me. <laughs> that is up to you, Tiff, for sure. <laughs> <laughs> hey, I'm just doing research. That's all it is for, of course, my new OnlyFans. I have to do research. What's in demand? Coronavirus porn. <laughs> <laughs> Speaking of coronavirus, but not porn, um, this is kind of cool. So on Jimmy Kimmel, um, Jimmy Kimmel uh, surprised an ER nurse uh, named TJ Riley with one of her favorite musicians, David Grohl. Huh. Um and she and David performed an intimate performance of the song Everlong, which happens to be Riley's favorite musician, which is great. Um, and it's kind of things like these that people are doing um, amazing things for essential personnel working the front lines during this pandemic. I mean, it's certainly a very, very, um, you know, very um, honorable thing. Um Eddie Murphy, Adam Sandler, Chris Rock, Billy Crystal, and Tiffany Haddish are, are a comedian lineup for Byron Allen's Feeding America Comedy Festival live stream, which will raise funds for hunger relief 
and the network of food banks. So this will be a three-hour broadcast. It will be on comedy.tv and the Weather Channel. What? All right. The Weather okay. Channel. They're going to have a Eddie Murphy, Adam Sandler, Chris Rock, Billy Crystal, and Tiffany Haddish doing comedy on the Weather Channel. Hmm. That's different. <laughs> they must be really desperate for views right now. <laughs> oh, it's crazy. Everyone's like, I don't care about the weather. I'm already trapped inside. Peace. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Exactly, dude. No exactly. Right. <laughs> but yeah, no. Uh, you know, celebrities doing great things. Up, uh, uh, dude. I have so much more respect for Post Malone than I did before. Before I was like, man, this guy's a hack. He's got his face all tatted up. He did a Nirvana concert, which he is so musically talented, which I didn't realize it goes beyond his genre of music. But he performed with Travis Barker and a couple other musicians. Performed some of Nirvana's greatest, and Nirvana's one of my favorites. Um, oh man, songs like um, Heart Shaped Box and About a Girl. And um, really, I don't know if you guys got a chance to see it, but it was I, really awesome. I caught it. Yeah, he's Post Malone is, I mean, he's a redneck besides the hip hop. Like, if you like checked out his Instagram or just follow some of the things he does, like, there's this popular photo of him in a Walmart with a cowboy boots on and a pistol on his hip you know he's uh apparently a big gun nut and someone uh, you would hang with right i'd probably hang with him i'd yeah. probably hang with him you know um but yeah no he's he's got a punk rock side to him too i'm, I'm curious to see if he'll ever produce any music that isn't hip-hop i'd be curious to see him play yeah something, but. but he's been singing a lot in a, a lot of his tracks too so yeah yeah so, so i mean he's, she's definitely would, showing that side you know yeah it's, it's not bad with um nirvana yeah, he can sing. He can sing. He's yeah. ugly as he's an ugly motherfucker. He is. <laughs> right? Yeah. He's actually doing a cool thing. He's asking fans to help him decide where to donate one million. So oh. he's asking the fans to text him organizations they support via phone. Um so I think that's really cool. Yeah, that's, that's really cool. cool. That is yeah. cool. Other musicians are doing things um include Green Day's Billy Joel Armstrong. With his sons, Joey and Jacob, performed a cover, I Think We're Alone Now, on The Late Late Show with James Corden. I got to check this out. Wow, this is really, really good. Um, Who did it? It's kind of um, uh, Billy Joel Armstrong of, uh, oh, of Green Day. Of Green Day, yeah, yeah. And his sons. And his two sons. Which is... Uh... Now, I Think We're Alone Now is not a Tiffany song, if you didn't know. Well, she covered it. <laughs> I think we're alone she... now. Right? <laughs> I'm going to admit, I almost thought that was her original, but now I, I, re I remember, no, that's not her song. The song is totally about sex in case no one ever caught those nuances. Just to put that out there. <laughs> Tommy James and the Shondells are the ones that wrote this song. Mm. If you didn't know, now you know. <laughs> <laughs> um, gossip news straight out of Compton star Jason Mitchell was arrested in Mississippi on four felony drug and weapons charges. Dude, if, you, if you're in a hit Oscar-nominated movie and you're a working actor of certain a status, I mean, you think you wouldn't fuck up anymore, man. I, I don't know. I don't understand. Well, his, like, his defense, he did play Easy e You yeah, did play so, Easy e yeah, so It kind of gets to you after a while. <laughs> he kind of went method on that. but yeah. uh, A little too method. Yeah, but you know, he he got in trouble with you know um with sexual harassment as well. Um, but yeah, he had um, let's see, he had two counts of controlled substance with intent to distribute, two counts of possession of a weapon by uh, and then <laughs> two pounds of marijuana, MDMA, Molly, yeah. in his possession, carrying an AK-47 
firearm and a Glock <laughs> 9 millimeter pistol with extended magazine. Whoa. Nice. <laughs> nice. The hood always hard. Hey, yeah. man, if you're going to dance with the devil, you might as well fucking lead. And go, there he is. Go home. Jeez. Shit. Good for him. Mm. Idiot. <laughs> <laughs> um, our well wishes go out to George Gray, the announcer for The Price is Right, is recovering in the hospital after suffering three massive heart attacks. Wow. Oh, three wow. Heart attacks? Damn. Who's that? Yeah. His name's George Gray. He's the announcer for The Price is Right. What happened to Rod Roddy? He is. Good Rod. Did Rod Roddy pass away? Or I don't know. Did, he, did he move on to greener pastures? I don't know. I Maybe you can Google out. that for us. Yeah, find out for us, Chuck. He I'm died sure. in 2003. Damn. Uh, yeah, okay, yeah. I thought I thought, I thought I remember oh. recalling that he... Poor Rod Roddy. Yeah, but Greg Gray yeah. was hospitalized um, after suffering his first heart attack. Had his second one while doctors were operating to place oh. the stent in the arteries. Damn. That's and then such. the stents failed, and then it caused a third heart attack. Jesus Christ, dude. Um, he's, but he's looking to make a full recovery and, ret- and return to uh, the prices right when they come back from the pandemic hiatus. So Bob Barker is now Barb, Bob Barker is probably what? 95 now. How old is Rob? He's, he's gotta be up there. Yeah. 96. See, there you go. Yeah. Wow. Crazy, man. Um, we do have some sad passing to announce. This one's a really, a pretty big name, man. Ifrin Khan, if you don't know the name. Yeah. He was a, a big, uh, big name actor in India. Had some he, crossover a, success in Hollywood. Yeah. He had some, he was a pretty decent actor in the U.S. He'd been That's in some very right. good movies. But he was also su- successful in India as well. Oh, Life yeah. Of, Life of Pi, The Lunchbox, Jurassic World, Inferno. Mm-hmm. Um, he was diagnosed with a neuroendocrine tumor in 2018, and he had the treatment in London. And apparently, I guess um, he um, had a colon infection as a, as a result of that. I guess. Damn. Um. Wow, that's pretty fucked up. Um. That's pretty fucked up. That sucks. Yeah. I really liked him as an actor. He's a really talented actor. That sucks. I, he was great, man. He was also in Slumdog Millionaire, right? Yes. Yeah, Slobang Miller as well. So, rest in peace, uh, Irfan Khan. Also, Gene Isarski, who was Izzy Mandelbaum on Seinfeld and the original Star Trek series, was 86. Yeah, he was funny on Seinfeld. Yeah, he was in the English Patient episode of Seinfeld as the son of Lloyd Bridges' character. Yeah, when they oh, wanted okay. to, like, 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 he was old, and then, like, I think. I think it was him and his father and grandfather and like and they all worked out and wanted to like um like wrestle people or something like it was, it was pretty funny. Uh, British actor Jill uh, Gassion, who starred in the '80s TV drama The Gentle Touch, um, passed away from a long battle with Alzheimer's. Oh, that sucks. Also, Dmitry Dyachenko, an actor best known for his role in the 2012 film Chernobyl Diaries, died at the age of 52. Um, yeah, that's that's really on sad. Yeah. You hear Harold Reed, um, songwriter, um, who had a um, a long career as a member of the Country Music Hall of Fame group, the Statler Brothers, had died due to kidney failure. Oh, and no. Mort and Mort Fallick, a film editor uh, who did Moonlighting, Love at First Bite at oh. age eighty six, he also also died of kidney failure. Uh, same reason as Harold Reed. Same. Cause of death is Howard Reed. So, damn. That um, was Bruce Willis's first um, major project. Right. Yeah, 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 it was. Yeah. 
that's sad news. And for death uh, comes life as uh, Gigi Haddad Hadid is pregnant with Zayn Malik of One Direction. Oh, yeah, wow. <laughs> Gigi <laughs> is twenty weeks al- uh, along. Um, and uh, also Leah Michelle is pregnant, and this is interesting. In the Glee, the Glee rather Glee, Glee, Glee finale, um, she uh, was preg- pregnant in 2015 for the finale, and they they went forward in the future five years, and she had the baby. Um, so it's kind of like life imitating art because that's what her on screen counterpart. Um, did um, so it's almost like predicting the future almost with uh, Leah Michelle. And if you didn't know, Leah Michelle was on Below the Belt show. She was actually one of our highest profile guests that we've had. Glee first, uh, I think it was like the first season of Glee, and we had Leah Michelle on, and they're doing this tour of different malls to promote the show. And in order to promote it, uh, Chachi, I think you were there for that. Uh, we had Leah Michelle on Below the Belt show, which is pretty yeah. awesome. Yeah. I think that was really, really cool. So, um, we got a couple WWE things that I think this will bring on uh, onto a special guest, and we can, uh, after a special guest, uh, you know, um, wrap things up a little earlier than usual. I know a lot of people are happy about that through the early days or whatever. (laughs) Speak for yourselves. Speak for yourselves, right? I have no purpose to my life anymore. Oh, except oh. for below the belt, which we love. We love. Yes, which means next time I will actually be on on time because I, I even text mess. I texted um, Alan. I'm like, I'm just letting you know tomorrow I'm gonna be FaceTiming you and Skyping you just to test my connection again when I mess with it. <laughs> yeah, we, we need to be on to topless next time. You know what? I think that's the great way to repay you we guys. Gotta, for we gotta your bring patience. back. Can we bring back topless, when, topless Wednesday? <laughs> yeah. Or you know what? Why don't you wear? Why don't you wear the um uh the the slave Leia cosplay? I mean, I could see if I can get it here in two days, but I have the normal Leia. I also have a new Harley Quinn kind of thing. Oh. Yeah, I said I wouldn't do it, but then I was watching the cartoon and it grew on me, and I'm like, all right, that's enough. I'm giving in. I love it. Right. I'm down. <laughs> we'll do it. But but so topless Harley Quinn got it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Times are times are tough in the quarantine. Chachi's <laughs> over there like, hey, you gotta yeah, get stuff, okay? Times are tough, man. We you see hot girls turns. in the grocery store. I mean, this is the thing of being single in the quarantine. You go to the grocery store, you go to the pharmacy, that's where you see the hot girls. You don't... Hot girls are forced to do normal adult things like go to the grocery store. It's shocking <laughs> that they do All those right. things. Right. <laughs> yeah, they don't have guys to buy them dinner. Like, <laughs> exactly. And, and, and they can't go to the gym in their tight booty shorts that unnecessarily show everything, so they got to do it at the grocery store. It's a great place to quarantine pickup. It really is. There it is. Yeah. <laughs> it's kind of like you kind of feel like you're like in like one of those countries where like the women's faces are covered. Like you can't tell if they're hot or not because they're wearing like the um, like a burka? the mask now. Like a burka. <laughs> oh, no, like yeah, a burka. Like, a like yeah, she's really pretty. Like, she has really pretty eyes. I was in micro center, and I could tell that people. I was in micro center, and I could tell that like the guys there were not subtle at all today. And I was wearing like my what I call gym turn casual, so like really fitted uh, tights. And then like I had a sports bra that you can actually work out in, uh, just like the top. And then I had like a button up shirt uh, tied over that, so and and some like ankle boots, so it looked like a casual outfit too. But but, like eyes are just staring at me. And then I had my mask on, and you can tell anyone trying to like look in my direction was staring at my face. Like I wonder what she looks like, and I'm like. I'm just gonna look away. I don't like Carrie Russell in the the last Skywalker. Yeah, of the rise of Skywalker. We saw her beautiful <laughs> eyes, but we never got to see like the rest of her face for whatever. My eyes reason. match the medical mask at least. That's something. <laughs> there you go. Sky blue. 
They're yeah. like, yeah, they're probably like, oh, she's so mysterious. I'm like, I'm gay. <laughs> <laughs> of course. Oh, man, it's a really quick, guys, before we bring on Adrian Ray, which I'm excited to have this great uh, celebrity guest on Below the Belt show. <laughs> WWE is continuing cuts, Chachi. Um, the biggest cut this week has been Kane Velasquez, former UFC heavyweight champion. He only did one match in, the, in Saudi Arabia, um, but he's he's been released by the WWE along with um long time um long time a producer and on air personality Gerald Briscoe of the Briscoe brothers you know him and Pat Patterson had those oh, yeah. little segments as one of uh, McMahon Stooges he was also released and they released also a whole bunch of wrestlers from TNA I'm sorry from NXT sorry um including Diana Peraza which I'm very surprised and Tynera Conti those two are actually on NXT programming. Um, so it's interesting right now, Chachi, we announced that Drake Maverick was released from NXT. He has a program on NXT right now where he's in the NXT Cruiserweight Championship Tournament. And if he wins, he saves his job. So I have a feeling this could be a work um, with um, Drake being released or maybe decided because he had these matches to do in this tournament. Um if he wins, I mean, that would be kind of like, you know, the underdog winning it all because, he, you know, he's saving his job. So I right. kind of like what they're doing in NXT. I, I, I really I really liked um, um, Drake Maverick. I thought he was a great personality in WWE. He, he, was, he had a good comedy bit um, with the 24-7 title. He had an angle where he pissed himself live on, on – uh, he was so scared of the big show. <laughs> the big show like was strangling him and then he like pissed himself. It was funny. Um, you know. So he was he's been used for those comedic purposes, but he's also a really good wrestler, you know. So I really hope uh you know we see that. And of course, Money in the Bank is um next Sunday, um, May eighth. We're gonna see Drew McIntyre defend against Seth Rollins in the WWE title match. Braun Strowman defend against Bray Wyatt for the Universal title. Bailey defending against Tamina Snuka for the women's title on SmackDown. And this is an interesting twist on the Money in the Bank. It's going to be taking place at WWE headquarters. So the participants are going to start from the bottom of the building and go all the way to the top of the roof of the WWE headquarters where they set up the ring. And they're going to have the briefcase suspended like in like the skyline. Oh, wow. Connecticut skyline, which is, you know, kind of yeah, cool. Kind twist. Of that's cool. Yeah. That's cool. That's going to be cool. Yeah. So the participants in the men's Money in the uh, Ladder uh, match are Alistair Black, Rey Mysterio, King Corbin, Daniel Bryan. On SmackDown, we'll find out whether Dolph Ziggler or Otis advances. And Paula Cruz was in the match, but he was uh, taking out because he had a, a storyline injury. So they're gonna we're gonna figure out on Raw in a multi-man a match who gets that final spot in the men's Money in the Bank um, ladder match. Yeah. The women. Our guest is here. Yeah. Oh my God! Do we yes. have to bring her? Yes. Let's go ahead and bring her on. We're gonna have to put that thought on hold. Let's bring on guys. Is she with us? I am here. Can you hear me? Okay. Are you gonna? Are you sticking to audio today? I'm sticking the audio. I'm sorry. It's quarantine times. Oh, that's okay. <laughs> guys, we have our special guest on the line right now. Wow. I watched two episodes of this great show on sci-fi. My gosh, it's so exciting. 
vagrant queen. We have the queen herself. Wow. Down to Adrian Ray, oh, who plays Alita on this amazing show on Sci-Fi. Adrian, thanks so much for being a part of Below the Belt Show and then joining us. Thank you for having me. Thank you. This is um our Skype version or uh, our quarantine version. So I know a lot of shows have been doing this, so we're happy that you're taking the time to talk to us. So we're excited. Um, first of all, I love the show. I think it's great. I think it's very refreshing uh, for a sci-fi show to have so much humor and charm. It's it's lighthearted, but it has all the aspects of sci-fi that I love. Um, I, I see some similarities to, to some sci-fi things that I love, like Orville. It's got that comedy aspect, but then it's got mm-hmm. like the the diversity of aliens that I see in Star Trek and Star Wars. Yeah. What what have you been uh, told that Vagrant Queen uh, reminds them of in the sci-fi universe? We get a lot of um, regarding the Star Trek Star Wars with the different aliens. We get a lot of that. We get um, Firefly. Oh. Yeah, that's what I went with it. Yeah. Um, yeah, you see Firefly in it. I love yeah. it. We get a lot of Guardians of the Galaxy. For, that's a good one. The trio and things like that. I get yes, yeah, I get some Guardians good. in there good, because that's a good comparison. Yeah. I yeah. think that's awesome too. Yeah, I love it. I love it, and I love um, the 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 attention to the costuming and the aliens, <laughs> and I and I noticed a really cool um, I guess a mix of. Of, of practical effects and some alien creatures, which is um, which are CG, mm-hmm. which I think is really cool. Um, I love the alien apes. They're not as badass as I would have hoped. You know, they kind of kind of took you kind of took them out quite easily. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, I mean, you know, I gotta shoot them, shoot them in the head, shoot them in the chest, and uh, then we're good to go. There you go. <laughs> I, I was I gonna. Of, yeah, go ahead, Nick. I had a question for you. As the the lead, how much did they prepare you for, uh, like the fight sequences and and the and the shooting and stuff? Like, with what kind of training did you have to do to uh, prepare for those? Well, um, it was it was quite funny because Jim says that she knew I was athletic based on my audition and what I did in my audition, yeah. but um, nobody really told me, you know, oh, you're going to be doing all of this stuff because I, I got there and I kind of like tried stuff out and they're like, oh yeah, you can do it yourself. Oh, and cool. I was like, oh, okay. <laughs> but, uh, do you have like a lawn or a uh, martial arts background or anything? I had no martial arts background. I mean, I grew up beating up boys when I was young. And you're an athlete too. You did track, right? Yeah. Track and field and field hockey. Um, so I just, you know, I oh, try so to, you're not afraid to hit then cause you did field hockey. There it is. Yeah. I, I, I'm not afraid of that, but um, yeah, they they worked with me, uh, the stunts coordinators and things like that, and they got got it down to some things where they're like, okay, I, you look good doing this, so we'll do this kick, and this would be your main one, and then we'll work on this, and they just kind of eased me into it all. But now I actually train, I train three times a week MMA. That's awesome. That's awesome. That's wow. awesome, and it shows. I mean, so much yeah. action um, <laughs> in this in the first two episodes, which I love. It's a good mix of of, uh, like of great story and action as well. Thank you. Did you like the karaoke scene? <laughs> Is that uh, so? I've only seen the first two episodes. If you're talking about the the episode. That karaoke where they ask you if you do karaoke and if you look like you do karaoke, is that what you're alluding to? Or is there something else coming up that I haven't seen oh, yet? That's the, it's in the second episode. It's the big uh, fight sequence in the second Oh, okay, okay. Okay, uh, let me um, correct. I am halfway through the second episode. <laughs> 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 so I, I will get to that. 
I did see the apes, though. The apes were cool. <laughs> but I, I, I cannot wait now you remember, because I am a big karaoke Are you? I know that your character of Alita is not a karaoke girl, but are you personally a karaoke? I oh, am. Oh, my gosh. Okay, I good. Kill some karaoke. But it was hard, like, <laughs> in the scene, I'm supposed to not sing well. And oh. uh, it was it was interesting because, you know, Alita doesn't sing well, but Adrian loves to sing. So I had to be like, what are your go-to songs when you do karaoke? Ooh, my go-to songs. First of all, you it's like you got to read the crowd. That's very important. That is important. Yeah. The dancing, you're doing a ballad, like no. So I, I usually look in. It depends on what they have, but I usually look into some Beyonce. Okay. You know, okay. Like, yeah. Or like Lean on Me. That's a good one to get everybody in a good like. That's pretty universal. Oh, nice. Yeah. 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 I love it. I love it. So um, now, now you got me like really wanting to uh, check out this karaoke themed episode and i love how it's like you know even though it's um in a galaxy far far away wherever uh the world of vagrant queen is remind me of the galaxy there's a certain name of the galaxy it's not or the another galaxy not yours not yours that's literally under uh when you when it opens up every time every episode it says another galaxy not yours not I yours like, okay. right <laughs> uh, I think that's great. I love it. I love it. How was the audition process for uh, Lita? I, was it competitive, um, or was it one of those things that you just nailed and the producers wanted you? Um, so apparently they were looking for Alita like uh, for a very long time, actually. And Jem said they got hundreds of, of submissions and things like that. And then I got in actually pretty late, apparently. I, I didn't know that, but they were calling around. I guess they had did so many auditions, they got to the point where they started calling people and they're like, hey, I think this person would be good. So they started like just trying to go to their go-tos. And they called my manager's um, agency and they asked for someone else. And that person wasn't available. Oh. My manager was like, wait, Adrian would be great for that. And he pitched me and then I got to audition. And, oh, um, wow. Cool. Yeah. They were just super active. I was just super active. I like went balls to the wall in the audition. I was like, I love this. I don't care. I'm going to do this. And uh, <laughs> they resonated with it. And they, they were like, call it back. Oh. <laughs> That's awesome. Talk, talk about capitalizing on that opportunity. Yeah, she's great. She hasn't man. even told you guys the best part, which is that um, this girl's a natural. She didn't study this. In fact, you went to school. Um, you went to you have two bachelor's degrees. You went to school in Philadelphia for a medical background, correct? Oh, yeah. I, I have two degrees and a certification. One's in medical laboratory science and the other's in physician assistant. Mm -hmm. wow. wow. Yeah. And then That's you cool. you moved to Atlanta, I was reading. Um, can you tell me, like, I mean, it, you got an opportunity. How did your first your first independent role go? What really sparked this interest for you that got you where you are going now? Um, I auditioned for Life Twirls On by Kenya Moore. It was a pilot she was doing. Um, and <laughs> I remember I went in and I was super scared and I went out of the audition. I called my mentor and I said, cause my mentor is Carl Payne. He's Cole from Martin. So I called him and I said, oh, oh man, I'm sorry. That's so I, cool. Yeah. <laughs> I went in and I said, damn Gina. Oh, sorry. I sucked. I didn't book that. I'm so sorry. <laughs> and then uh, he calls me two days later and was like, you booked it. So you got work and you should go get yourself together and get ready to go to work. And, um, I got on set and I was there for 15 hours or so and I was still happy to be there mm, so um that's when I knew I was like oh man when I'm in the lab I'm ready to go home after three hours <laughs> so <laughs> I was 
<laughs> she said in the lab. I'm like, okay, fifty cent. Or fifty cent. Like, no, I was, I was reading that too. Like, so fate kind of just struck you in a different way and took you on a completely different path. Um, and in sci-fi, like, do you get to apply any of your medical knowledge quite often, or any roles that that you get to at least combine the two coming up that you think uh, might actually strike your interest? I think that would be really, really fun, but I haven't gotten to do that yet. I really used to be obsessed with wanting to get on Grey's Anatomy. Yeah, so <laughs> medical drama like that, right? That'd be perfect for you. Yeah. I haven't been able to get in there yet, but what's cool is, um, you know, I, I learned like as being a scientist. <laughs> right. I learned so much as being a scientist, and, and uh, it, it sculpted me in so many ways, so it allowed me to learn memorization techniques with all the study, and first of all, for both degrees at the same time, I really had oh. to learn the techniques of memorization. So it really prepped me for, you know, doing a 52 page episode in eight days and then going on and doing 10 of those for a long amount of time. So, um, sorry, go ahead. No, no. That, so yeah, it really helped in that way. That's amazing. So retaining information just be, it was also just an easy feat for you in this industry. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's very helpful. I can get off book quite fast. <laughs> so how'd you get um, Cole from uh, Martin to be your mentor? I don't know. I don't, literally, all of this is just like divine intervention. It was, I didn't like, I just reached out. I seen him on Instagram and I reached out and I said, I would love to take your acting class. And he said, oh. I don't have any spots left, but the next one I got you. And he actually reached out to me on the next one and said, I got, I'm doing another class. Do you want to want a spot? And I said, sure. And I went in and, um, you know, we, I took the class and he, I guess after just watching me perform, he said that he just, you know, saw something in me that could be cultivated. Oh wow! Yeah, yeah. And he played he played cockroach on um on the Cosby Show. Yeah, he did. He's yeah. a great man. He's <laughs> amazing. Awesome. Let's talk about some of your other work. Um, Light as a feather. So that's a, a bit a big hit. Um, are you able to do both uh, shows if, if Light of a Feather gets a a third season? I am able to do both shows as long as they don't film at the same time. Because oh, good. South Africa, but <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah, please. We got to talk about South Africa because I think it that. First of all, I, I've seen, only seen pictures. I've been I haven't been lucky enough to to visit that beautiful country. But oh, Zimbabwe, like oh god. Please talk about shooting. It's nuts. She's in Cape Africa. Town. Yeah, she's in Cape Town too. That's a great. That's actually a great question. Um, how would you compare Cape Town to Los Angeles and filming there? I would compare it to Los Angeles as in like aesthetically looks so much like Los Angeles, Cape Town does. Like they, I remember the most beautiful part about LA when I moved was how the mountains met the beaches and things like that. The oh, same oh. thing is present in Cape Town and it's oh, wow. gorgeous. They have the palm trees and they have a whole bunch of different terrains. And as you progress in the season and you'll see, you'll be like, wow, how are they in sand dunes? And then all of a sudden I'm in, you know, where you see me in episode two. And that's different than, you know, in a, metropolitan area that we were in episode one all right. these different right. locations all in cape town it's absolutely wow. filming there that 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 seems awesome and of course they they um they put you up in a nice uh, apartment uh, for how many months were you on uh, uh did I, it take to shoot the season i was there for like four four and a half months oh nice yeah oh. it really became home like i really like Started learning, you know, how to speak in a little South African accent. I really oh, learned wow. the value of a brand and uh, how to go shopping and where the cool places were. Like, I, I liked <laughs> a lot. 
So the, are the majority of uh, the cast uh, South African actors? I know Alex McGregor is, but I, I know that I read that Tim is Canadian. Yeah. Uh, Tim Rosan. But uh, are you one of the few Americans on the cast? I am the only American on the cast. Not even- oh, also, right. I like her tone to that. She's like, uh-uh, uh, only, thank you. <laughs> USA. You're like the Peter Dinklage in Game of Thrones. He's like the only American in uh, Game of Thrones. Well, actually, I just recently started watching that, so now I know what you're talking about. Like, yeah. <laughs> like I don't know what you're saying. That means you're really special. <laughs> yeah, thank you. Yeah, um, I was the only American, and then the majority of the guest stars and co-star roles were um, of South African actors, whom are phenomenal. Um, yeah. Hat, he's a South African actor. Bonnie, she's South African actor. But Colin is also located in. He goes back and forth, so he has a great American accent. Where sometimes he's talking, and I'm like, wow, I can't even tell you're not American, because he lives uh, in New York now too. So. Yeah. Wow. That's awesome. Well, um, so I can't wait to get through the rest of the season. But has have there been any rumblings for season two yet? We haven't heard anything yet, but we're just keeping okay. things crossed and putting the word out. Yeah, that's 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 what we love. And I, I again, it's refreshing. It's funny. It's action packed. It's I love it. I love it. You got a fan in me more yeah, like you gotta sure. three episode hump and then you really see some badass. Fight. OK, episode four, episode five gets really heavy. Like, OK, this coming up on Thursday is just this is really heavy. <laughs> Oh, oh, sweet. I can't wait. That's awesome. Cool. So we can't wait to check that out on Thursdays. Thursdays, now it's a shifted from Friday to Thursday, correct? Yes. Thursdays, 11 p.m. 10 Central. Nice, okay. nice. Okay. Yeah. We're not going out, were, so we'll um, be watching. Yeah. <laughs> no, everybody's stuck inside. No um, more Thursday night, two for one drinks at the bar. We're watching Baby Queen. <laughs> <Right. laughs> You know what? ABC is still open here in Virginia, so you can have all that at home. That's the one benefit. Costs you less. Make your own drinks. There you go. And watch some Baker Queen, right? <laughs> yes, absolutely. Liquor stores and Baker Queen are essential in Virginia. We just want to let you know you're that important. Thank you. <laughs> the, the Spock-like the Spock ears, I guess. I guess they're kind of Spockish with like with two bumps, I guess. So how long does it take to put the prosthetic ears on? Yeah. That takes about 30, 30 to 45 minutes. Depends on sometimes the ears. I remember my makeup artist be like, these are bad ears today. And they would take a little longer. <laughs> um, oh. we, would, we would get good ears would take 30 minutes. They, they were uh, pretty cool, though, because once I got them on, I kind of forgot I didn't have. They, I forgot what my real ears looked like. <laughs> so I guess the race of of Alita is I guess humanoid of sorts, or how would you describe the um the race? She's airy open. Ah, airy open, very cool. I love it. I love it. I love uh in episode two the the cannibals. My God, those some ugly guys. <laughs> right, and you know it's funny they were all like seven feet tall, and I was like, was that part of the casting call? What? <laughs> <laughs> those guys were huge. My God, those guys were huge. Which is kind of funny because you're mentioning that, but from what I recall, uh, she's a vegetarian, isn't she? She is. You know, I turned <laughs> vegetarian during the shoot, so yeah, she is vegetarian. I I know it so well. Being <laughs> in episode and being a vegetarian is not fun because they have like the best braai. Which is like their barbecue, but it's oh, wow. and like everybody's like, you gotta try a pie with us, and I'm like, I can't. 
<laughs> oh no! <laughs> the time of a lifetime, and yet you have to still like no. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Got to adhere to. But speaking of that, like with um Alita, and especially her being vegetarian, um, do you have a method to your acting? Are you a method actor or? Um, I'm part method, part not. Um, I try to make it so I'm not gonna drive myself crazy, but it's also not that hard to jump back into character. So okay, okay. I try to limit my singing and my free time because Alita can't sing, and I just you know <laughs> things like that. You're <laughs> like, trying to make yourself worse. I got it. Exactly. Before episode two, I was like, no singing. Don't sing good. Just sing bad. Just practice that. <laughs> <laughs> Tell yeah, I see here that we're okay, like gotcha, um, gotcha. we're neighbors, and then you grew up in Delaware. Yes, I did. You're in Virginia. We're, we're Virginia and Maryland. Yes, Virginia and Maryland both. Yeah. I'm so, from Seaford, Delaware. Slower, lower. Okay, so near Ocean City, um, Rehoboth area, right? Exactly. I actually lived in Rehoboth for a while. Wow. Really? Okay. okay yeah. So you used to frequent Ocean City or Dewey Beach back in the day? Never Dewey Beach. I don't know. Why I didn't like Dewey Beach, but Lewis Beach, Rehoboth Beach, and Ocean City for sure. Oh, nice. I remember oh, your... when I go to that club and my mom would never let me. The Club H2O or whatever. Oh, yes. Yes. used to go there and I was like. Oh, I'm that's awesome. Bad. I wasn't allowed. <laughs> <laughs> what were some of your uh, favorite um, you, right? eating spots down there? Well, Rehoboth Beach, I have to always get Thrasher's fries. Yes, love Thrasher's. There you go. And then I also got to get some some Laffy Taffy, like the saltwater taffy. Well, yeah, it's, nice. like, it's a necessity. But do you, do you put vinegar on your fries? That's the question. I don't, know. What? Oh, my God. I hate vinegar. Yeah. What about Maryland crabs? Or oh, wait, that's the vegetarian First thing. of all, we have the best Maryland crabs. And you know how hard it is to find a good crab cake here in L.A.? Because they're like, it's made with yeah. blue crab. I'm like, how? Houseway, you guys don't have blue crabs over here. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You can't you can't get crab cakes out of the state. It doesn't work. Know, you gotta awful. get them shipped. Although Connie and Ted's on Melrose Ave, I've been they they make an okay crab cake, but it's not the same. But their seafood's phenomenal if you've ever been to Connie and Ted's. Really? Hmm, I'm gonna try it out. Gonna... Yeah, check it out. They're open for carryout during this uh, <laughs> time, so something to keep in mind for sure. Adrian, I want to talk about, so what are some of your favorite um, other TV works? You've been on Atlanta, Star, Brockmire, Light as a Feather, which you mentioned earlier. What what other, um, obviously you did a lot of episodes as Light as a Feather. As, uh, sure, yeah, it was yeah. my series regular role. Your first one. Yeah, it was really cool because I booked that in uh, January. and the, No, I booked, I booked that in March. Yeah, February, March. And then I booked another series regular when I booked Alita in May. So I booked two series regs back to back. Wow. Because, you know, that's really rare that an actor can bounce. I think we talked about this in a show a while back. There's not many actors can do shows because it's a big commitment. And it's, you know, you can do like recurring on one and lead on one. But is it is it tough or possible to do two leads on two different shows? It depends on if you have a good lawyer. And um, yeah, <laughs> depends on what your lawyer works the deal out to be, and also how high you are on the call sheet. Um, with Legends of Feather, I was number five, so I was lucky to not be in that sweet spot where I'm a series ray. But also, um, they were like, if you get other work, yeah, just make sure you can finish your episodes and work your schedule here. But sure, you know, we want you to thrive, which was very, you know, uplifting and great of them. So I was able to audition while still on there, and then I was able to book Elita. 
I like the premise of Life is a Feather. I'd love to uh, check it out. It's on Hulu, yes? Yeah, it's on Hulu. Season one. Yeah. Still streaming. Yeah, so uh, the premise is cool. You know, they play that game, light as a feather, stiff as a board. And, and uh, uh, I, 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 I play that. Yeah, the, the premise <laughs> is so cool. I would be so terrified to play that game. But the other roles I did, um, like Atlanta, that was like one of my favorite ones, working with Zazie and Donald and Lakeith. And, you know, all of the people that I've worked with just, are just phenomenal. They are just, and I mean, it shows in their work, but also like as people, they're really great people. And I just had a lot of fun on that set. It was so creatively collaborative. I can imagine having fun on set with Donald. Donald Glover. Yeah, he seems cool as shit. He seems like a cool dude. Did you party with him? <laughs> no, I didn't get to party with him, but... <laughs> <laughs> we, well, you know what? I did party with Donald at the rap party. Rap party! There you go. <laughs> I remember that. We had so much fun. There were, like, people from Cirque du Soleil, and there were people oh, supporting wow. on the oh, floor. There was dope. ice sculptures. And it was alligators. It was a lot what of stuff. Alligators at a rock party? What? A rock party was crazy. That's dope. Because <laughs> they had wow. the out in our season. The one that Cat Williams won the Emmy for. Ah. Oh, of course. Cool. Crazy Cat. What's it like? What's Cat like? Oh, my God. He's a, he must be a character. Episode, man. I really wanted to meet him. And then he, I didn't see him at the rap party. But I was, like, looking for him. I was like, I just want to meet Cat Williams just one time. And then he'll be direct. How are you? But he wouldn't <laughs> care, I don't think. But he would just wouldn't <laughs> be At this point in your career, do you still get a little starstruck for certain uh, people? Or are you pretty much playing it cool now? Oh, I get starstruck all the time. <laughs> <laughs> but I just, I try to, like, hide it. I'll just, it, and maybe it comes off as, like, standoffish. But really, I'm, like, fangirling inside. Like, if I was to meet yeah. Benedict Cumberbatch, I would be freaking out. Freaking <laughs> <laughs> out. She answered that question that I was I was looking through. It was just like, so I know who her favorite actresses are, but or her favorite actors are, but who yeah. would she like to work with? And as soon and I was like, I wonder, I bet she'll say Benedict Cumberbatch and right off the bat, that girl's committed. Yes. <laughs> yes. Him. Oh my gosh, he's my favorite actor, and I just think he's so phenomenal. Him, Jim Carrey, Viola Davis, and Debbie Allen. Um, what is your favorite movie of his? I wanna say Imitation Game. Oh, yes. That's a good one. Yeah. That's a really good one. That's a good Kira one. Knightley, yeah. Great film. Great and film. Everything in Sherlock Holmes is so nuanced and so amazing. Like, I just I just love him. I, we could talk about this all day. It will turn into... <laughs> Speaking of great films, how did you like working on Superfly? Ooh, that was fun. Yeah. It was with family again, because I worked with Trevor on Burning Sands, and... um. It was just really dope, and Director X is super, super cool, very, like, he's very visual and, like, a, a genius at finding these lighting and this aesthetic. Like, the the show, I mean, the movie was, like, like they received it literally like a music video. It was, like, so dope. Um, but, yeah, it was, it was really cool, and we got to shoot that in Atlanta. It was, like, popping. Yeah, a lot of the stuff you do... Uh... You shot, uh, you have credits for, was in Hotlanta. Hotlanta. You know what? I moved from Atlanta to L.A. And then I booked all these roles. Atlanta, Brockmire, Superfly, right. Camping <laughs> Girl. All of them shot in Atlanta. After you leave Atlanta to move right. to L.A., right? Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> How does it feel like you're talking about all these great um, 
times on set. You're talking about these great um, rap parties with like alligators. Like, how's it feel now trying to um, navigate this quarantine? You know, I I like to keep my happiness based on what's within rather than what's going on around me. So I'm happy. I'm awesome. Blissful. I'm really good. And it's funny being a scientist. I studied microbiology, right? I love this. I used to grow these, like, you know, I would swap things and, and it would grow. And I'd be like, okay, that's Pseudomonas aeruginosa. That smells like grapes and that's on this and I'm not going to be touching things like that. So I used to have, I've always had this OCD about germs, right? Mm-hmm. Now everything that I'm doing that I used to do, everybody else is doing it now. And I, <laughs> right. I, I didn't told you guys it was nasty. You should have been listening. <laughs> you should have been on CNN instead of Dr. Fauci. We'd probably have been in a much better position than we are now. <laughs> I'm like, I used to, like, my, I had a boyfriend who used to touch buttons, the crossword buttons with his finger. And I'd be like, oh, don't touch my hand. We're not holding hands anymore. <laughs> oh. <laughs> <laughs> so in quarantine, what do you find um, – that compasses most of your time? Most of my time, I am doing home workouts, meditating, and I'm studying new techniques. I think it's important to, you know, work on your profession and everything every day. So I'm still working on acting every day. And then uh, a, lot a lot of, of interviews, a lot of press. That's a, lot of pr- a lot of promotion for Vagrant Queen. Vagrant yes. Queen, yes. I love it. I love it. I got. I want to get the the comic book, the graphic novel too. Do you get a chance to read that uh, prior? I got. I, I started reading it when I um got the audition. I went through the comic book, the pilot, and the side, and was like, all right, I got the world now. Let's let's make it come to life. Nice. It was helpful in understanding the world, actually. Cool. Love it. And we can see this on Sci-Fi Guys Thursday nights, 11 p.m. And we'd like to thank. The amazing, the beautiful and talented Adrian and Ray. And smart, yes. yes. <laughs> and very educated. Wicked yes, smart. Thank you. Thank you so very much, guys. Thank and you, if you for could, yeah. And before I let you go, if you could let us know, do a little promo, let us know who you are, throw out a, a plug for uh, Vagrant Queen, your character, and then let us know you're on Below the Belt and whatever you want at the end. What's up? I'm Adrian Ray, and I play Alita on Vagrant Queen, and I am with everyone on Below the Belt. Check me out, Sci-Fi, Thursdays, 11 p.m. Yes, that was awesome. awesome. That was good. Adrian, have a great night. Thanks for calling into Below the Belt show. Thank you. Have a great night, too. You too. Bye. Good night. Bye. Stay safe. That was awesome, guys. Yeah, she was yeah. Great. yeah, she was cool. Adrian Ray. So, both Tiffany and Adrian are a little quarantine shy today, huh? I up uh, hey. Well, I know you had, you had other things. It's a it's just a bikini. I was just I was I was embarrassed. I, I get it. I get it. <laughs> <laughs> you guys are putting me on like I don't want to come on and show things if you guys are gonna expect it. Then it like just gets rid of the the um the 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 entire concept of surprise. Like okay. I mean, what this is really saying is that my nipple is not good enough. Exactly, actually. It's not. I'm sorry. Like, if, if you saw mine, you would know that it's serious business. There's no competition. Yeah, you're, you know, you're probably right. You're probably uh, I don't know. I, I got to compare to be sure. Yeah. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. You're There's clever, only clever one boy. way to find out. Well, we used to call Wednesdays Topless Wednesdays back in the yeah. day. But then, but then, like, you know, some uh, groups would get pissed off. You know, and I started doing it. And they were like, oh, no. Hey, free the nipple. <laughs> Free the nipple is a thing. Okay. 
Look, guys, I am all for that movement. I'm all you, you can't be all about not sexualizing nipples, but be offended by either gender showing them. I'm just saying, like, mm, maybe that should be our next segment. No, it's interesting because, like, some people would put a male nipple over a female nipple. Which that makes way. No sense. It's still <laughs> a nipple. Yeah. yeah. I never, I never just so they could, for you know... Uh, Bypass the censorship of of the nipples, which is just yeah, edit totally uh, crazy. Instagram, so you don't get kicked off and kicked off as a female and be like, no, I totally edited a male hairy nipple in. So by your yeah. rules, I'm a, I'm a, I'm okay. I'm not topless. <laughs> but on the other hand, I'm sure if if uh if a, if a girl went up and touched a guy's nipple and a guy went up and touched a girl's nipple, it would not be treated the same at all. No, that's still it's a, it's a permanent <laughs> double standard. We we keep on jumping on this these movements because it's trendy, but it's it's gonna it's a permanent like it's not going anywhere. It's because boobs on female are a sexual thing to men, and on men they're just nipples. Like they don't right, feed exactly. anything. They're not a sexual thing. It's like well, let me ask you this question: like an appendix, right? The uh, in the first Captain America, when What's Her Face comes up and touches his boobie, um, that was clearly sexual. You know what I'm you talking about? I, oh. Yep, totally objectified. Totally. Yep. Yeah. So in that case. <laughs> but acceptable because it was a dude. Okay. Oh, you guys have hair on your nipples, so something covers them. So it's totally, totally oh, acceptable. Right. Some hairy nipple chicks. <laughs> I have yeah. two, but look, I'm trying to find the ridiculous arguments that society finds, or at least comparative ones, and I'm failing Fair. because it's just ah. <laughs> Fair enough. Uh. <laughs> hey, if I could walk around showing my nipple all the time, I would. But we live well, in America a, in today's world. Alas. This is a very safe space here and below the belt. Yeah, show. you're right. Always feel, always feel free. No judgment. Right. Safe space on below the belt show. I yeah. love our, our tag, our, our title here. It just does. <laughs> hey, a below the belt show. That's a sa- the below the belt safe space. You should come on our show. Giggity. Yeah. Giggity. <laughs> Literally show below the belt, won't you? <laughs> <laughs> oh, Lord. We're going to uh, edit all that out. Yeah, <laughs> no, we're not. No, we're not. No, we're not. <laughs> Let's finish up some WWE stuff, guys. Go really for quick. it. So, the, the women's money in the uh, bank ladder match, you want to know who's in it, Chach? Nia Jax, Asuka, Shayna Baszler, Dana Brooke, Sasha Banks. I'm sorry, Lacey Evans, because she defeated Sasha Banks. And we're going to see the final entrant on Friday Night SmackDown, Carmella or Mandy Rose. So it's going to be one of them. Um, so we'll have to see, wait to see what happens there. Uh, we did see the return of Jinder Mahal on Raw, Chachi. was out with a, a tendon rupture, um, patellar tendon rupture in the knee. So he was gone since June of last year. So came back looking pretty strong on, uh, on Raw. Also, uh, Samoa Joe returned to the announced team. As you know, he um, was out with a concussion for a while. Um, he actually got a concussion working a commercial, of all things. Oh, wow. And not really. A, yeah, a, a commercial, uh, a WWE commercial. So he still had to take a dive and oh, do his okay. own stunts. Oh, okay. But still, uh, ironically, got a concussion from it. So, But they liked his work on the, you know, on the stick, you know, announcing. So he's done a good job with that. So I guess, you know, until he's ready to get back in the ring, put him back on you know, announcing with Brian Saxton. You know. Um and um you you um you sent me this about Roman Reigns, how um people in WWE are trying to uh, keep Roman Reigns' name uh, off the fans' minds because as you know he's pulled uh, he decided to pull himself from WrestleMania. Um 
but apparently the current instruction is for for no one to mention Reigns. Um, I guess at this time, I guess they don't plan to bring him back due to the uh, current pandemic because he's a leukemia survivor. Right. And he's considered um, a, a risk category when you undergo that much chemotherapy. I guess a radiation treatment. Right. You're considered. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. And he's the top one of the top guys in WWE. So of course, what? he can still do his movies like uh, Fast and Furious or yeah. what was he in uh, Hobbs his, and Shaw. He played yeah. the Rock's cousin in Hobbs, With Hobbs his... and Shaw. With his lineless cameo. He didn't say a thing in that movie, he did he? He's, 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 no. He was a background actor. Yeah, <laughs> that was anything. it. That's all they did with him. So are they yeah. keep his name off TV uh, for heat for not wrestling? or are they... I don't think it's heat. I think they just want to forget that he was supposed to be there. And they don't want to... If you notice, they don't bring up the word pandemic on WWE programming. They don't say pandemic. They just oh. say our, our, cur- our current situation. They don't right. even say crisis. And from what I read... Stay in character. <laughs> Right. Yeah, so, keep the illusion. Yeah, so I think that's point, why yeah. they haven't mentioned it because he's very susceptible, and also the fact. That makes sense. Yeah. Aww. Yeah. So we'll see what happens. Poor um, little guy. <laughs> <laughs> um, you know. So the the Baltimore Ravens are getting a um, a son of a WWE legend. Chach, did you hear about this one? I think I sent it to you. Yeah, Didn't Bronson yeah. Rexsteiner, who's the son of Rick Steiner. Um, Rex Steiner, uh, and of course the nephew of Scott Steiner, Big Papa Pump. Uh, he uh, signed. Uh, he played Papa for Kennesaw Pump. State University. That's right, Big Papa Pump. Um, but yes, yeah, signed with the Baltimore Ravens, man. So uh, that's pretty I, cool. That's pretty exciting. Going to see how he does. Um, as far as a pro wrestling career, he's open to the idea. He knows pro wrestling will always be there for him. I say make that money in the NFL, buddy. Yeah. You know, get that cheddar. Yes, sir. Gotta get that cheddar, man. For real. <laughs> um, Becky Lynch. I know you're not a fan of Chachi, uh, Chachi of Becky Lynch, are you? You always call her the low-voiced um, champion or whatever. She's She calls herself the man. Yeah, um, which is a dumb gimmick. <laughs> she's uh, foraying into acting. She's going to be on Billion Season 5. Mm-hmm. Oh, all right. Um, and uh, the co-creator and executive producer Brian Koppelman appeared on WWE's The Bump talk show to make the announcement that she will be appearing. So I think it's kind of cool. WWE superstars are branching into acting. We see Sasha Banks. She's going to be on an episode of The Mandalorian on Disney+, Plus, which I'm excited about. I mean, as you know, J- John Cena is already considered a bona fide mm-hmm. you know, you know, actor. I, I, I literally just watched a movie today with Randy Orton in it. Which one? <laughs> He was in a movie with uh, Seth Green. Seth Green wrote and directed called Changeland. It's a small oh. part, but he's got a speaking role in it. Like he, he's in it for like ten oh, minutes. I didn't, I didn't, I'll have to check that out. I didn't hear about yeah, that. Yeah, I got it. It's on uh, Hulu. It's a good movie. Oh, cool! I'll have to check it out. Yeah, yeah. I know that uh, Randy Orton did some of the uh, WWE Studios films, but I didn't know he did something outside of that. Yeah, I think it's pretty cool. And if they don't, if the WWE superstars don't do acting, some of them do politics. Jesse yep. Ventura, Hall of Famer, uh, considering a run for the President of the United States um, oh under the Green Party. The which, Green um, Party? Which, unfortunately, yeah. being in the Green Party will not give you any chance of winning, sadly. But uh, um, A for know, effort. He, he said he's going <laughs> to test the waters. He said if he was going to run for president, the Green Party would be his first choice. He endorsed the party and is testing the waters. So there you go. Um, yeah, former governor. He is such a fucking weirdo. I've he, met, I met him in real life. 
Big he's a governor. He's, a, he's got the political uh, experience as governor, right? He does. He does. But he's a fucking nut job. <laughs> oh, yeah, he's into all those conspiracy theories. Yeah, yes. well, he is a he is a former Navy SEAL. He was in SEAL Team yeah. Two with Vietnam. Yeah. Right. Um, oh, he's a real badass. Yeah. Fucking cuckoo. <laughs> fucking Tell cuckoo. me how you really feel. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Yeah, but, yeah, but he was he was part of the Reform Party in Minnesota. That's the party that he was in when he was governor. Uh, yeah, he's always kind of been on these outside parties. Yeah, the outside yeah. parties. Yeah, but anyways, I, you know, I think the closest anyone's been outside of Republican or Democrat close to winning any election has, has been Ross Perot. Right. You know, because yeah. I, I don't Perot. think you got to be in a party. So I you heard right? him. Yeah. Um, supposedly, right? Yeah. yeah. And the last thing I have is this is interesting. Um, so a lot of so remember uh the fapping back in the day with uh, oh, you know, yeah. a lot oh, of celebrities getting. And one of the more famous ones in WWE was Paige. As you know, she was doing everything from threesomes with Brad Maddox and Xavier Woods. Oh. She she had the um, NXT championship and she had Brad Maddox spew cum all over her belt. Mm-hmm. Wow. Um, she's banged guys in the locker room. She's put dildos up her ass. You know, um, she likes stuck. to get down and party. Good for Paige her. Good for you, Paige. Dirty. She's and a good time. Classy lady. Bet she'd make more money on OnlyFans. Just saying. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, she's, she's not gonna she get was, old anytime soon. Went, you know, this is back. In the, this is a few years ago. She was very. She got really depressed about it. But then, you know, she couldn't. You know, it was her clearly. So she had to admit she was her. But she got hacked at the end of the day. So she yeah. still kept her job with WWE. So this is the problem with this superstar. Um, this is Velveteen Dream. He's an NXT superstar. He actually wrestled for MCW Chachi. Um, yes, yeah. Did you know I, that? So he's trending before. on social media. So the problem with his hacked photos is they were allegedly sent to underage girls. Oh, yeah. That's the problem. Get you. Yeah. Get you. So apparently. 17 gets you 20. So, <laughs> so now if he was hacked, really? that's his. If, he, if if Velveteen was legit hacked and he could prove he was hacked, that's how he gets out of the situation. But it doesn't matter. It's, it's, no, it's, 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 it's child like, porn or if it's connected with children anyway, it doesn't matter. Yeah. yeah I mean, not really? Bad, but like, prosecute, you, for child you, porn, they'll prosecute him. Hell yeah. I didn't know that. I thought if he gets hacked, you get account hacked. It doesn't matter. It's federal. I didn't know that. Wow. So I could still get in trouble with that. But I'm just like wondering why would someone just hack your account specifically and then send out photos of you to children, unless that's a personal vendetta or it wasn't someone that hacked him. I'm just or like somebody's right. dad or mom. So here's a story. If you guys want to hear about it, um, an underage user took the Reddit and posted screenshots from an apparent conversation they had using Velvet, Velveteen Dreams Instagram, Instagram account at 3:45 a.m. The person allegedly used Dream's account said direct messages are open as apparent solicitation for photos, then sent a nude photo of what allegedly was Dream. Dream's face was not seen in the photo. The underage user responded with a thumbs up emoji, and the person allegedly used Dream's account responded with, you, let's see. So the problem is is that these Soliciting child pornography, that'll do it. Yeah, they were underage. I think they were 15, I think. Um, yep. Uh, it doesn't, doesn't matter 16. where the information comes from. Yep. So the speculation on Reddit is that someone hacked Dream's account, and they would have had access to the photos he previously sent. Dream's Twitter and Instagram accounts are both still live, but nothing has changed. 
The threat is still available, um, but has been removed due to not safe for work content. Um, yeah, they would have to show like undeniable proof that he was hacked. Otherwise, he's up Shit's Creek. Okay, but if he can prove that he was hacked. If there is undeniable proof, then he's in the clear, but he's got to find a way to prove it. Otherwise, he's fucked. Yeah. So this yeah, is the so difference. Soliciting child when... pornography, man. That's bad juju. Yeah. When you when it's underage, uh, and I think this is the one. Remember that um, what was the wrestler from MCW that got released? Um, but and he had a similar issue, but they were like he was like sexting. It was um, he was yeah, kind of like a jobber. I forgot yes. his name. He's so irrelevant now. But he had right. a strong program with Carmella at one point on WWE programming. But he was released. But I don't think there were photos. I think there were just he was messaging them. And this is this could be serious. So yeah. He's the one that wanted us to buy a photo after our interview. Yeah, we interviewed <laughs> this guy. James Ellsworth. That, that's yes, who it was. yes, yes. We interviewed the guy. like, oh, come on. You guys going to buy a photo? Like, dude, every every celebrity we've interviewed has never begged for a photo or, or uh, you know, or, or begged for, for us to buy their merch. You know, that's I think it's. You know, that's that's the thing. That's why we're in media is that we have these great opportunities to interview these people and promote yeah. their their projects and promote themselves. And he's asking us to buy a photo at eight by ten like glasses. Over and over again. Right. Oh, sounds Dude. like it. I mean, talk about not not a good guy. Not a good no. guy. No, not a good guy. But um I man, I really look forward to when we can do these in-person interviews again man the comic cons yeah I know all of us here are a fan of comic cons tiffany you're a comic con so many have already been canceled this year though yeah i'm yeah. very sad that well san diego awesome. comic con like yeah, uh, san diego. yeah. At, at least AwesomeCon was wise to put uh to reschedule they the con postponed it yeah to december yeah. so yeah. they went as late in 2020 as they could which i think is a wise move but of course if we get this rumored second wave of COVID, then it's gonna go. And then Otacon yeah. canceled this year too. Yeah. Um, the uh, yeah, the NAB show. They, I mean, freaking in Vegas, they WonderCon, uh, mm-hmm. Cine Europe, they closed. Uh, goodness, um, the CinemaCon oh. closed. Like, there's so many things shut down and films yeah. shut down, just suspended that's, because no one has a date. It's yeah, that's why I got laid off. That's what happened. So I worked uh, making signs for conventions was kind of my main bread and butter. Yeah. Um, and and because, yeah. because they're all closed, they laid all of us off. All over the world. Like, like you have some massive ones. Hong Kong film arts closed. Like a lot of things have just closed down. It's like the world's just on pause. Permanent pause. <laughs> yep. What about Star Wars Celebration? That one's in August. That's that kind of I in guarantee. a... That's in a month where it, it things could be... I we'll don't see. know... They probably already have had a lot of people, though, requesting. Um, I mean, they probably have already had a lot of people requesting their refunds and such because a lot of people just don't want to travel anytime soon. And um, that was I an mean, international event. The Star, yeah. Star Wars celebration. But, I mean, yeah. your refunds and such are going to be difficult when it comes to that. It's it's going to be a mess. Pull up their website right now to see if they've had any updates. Um, <laughs> Wizard World two uh, conventions in PA have not officially canceled yet. Yeah. Um, yeah, but, but but this is in June though. This is only this is next month, so I don't know yeah. how they're still gonna. One of them is still promoting and adding new celebrities. The Steel oh. City Con in Pittsburgh, they just added. Um, well, Pennsylvania's open for now. Pennsylvania's open as of uh, this week, so that might. Are they? Uh, 
Yeah, they opened because uh, my family lives up there, and I got a call from my sister, and oh, wow. they were able to return to work and start uh, just ta- uh, going back to normal. And it, it's in stages, like Virginia will be, but I know Hollywood, as far as I, I know, is still but closed. The stages so. yeah, Hollywood for, still closed. For phases, though, you know, it's going to be phase one. The phase three will be when big cons can happen. The stage one is smaller events or smaller gatherings. Yeah. Um, when when more than ten people can congregate or something. Yeah. Like that. But yeah. you've got a month in Pennsylvania. If it's in Pennsylvania, you've at least got a month. But the thing about those events is still the draw that most people come from out of state to go to the uh, conventions and such. So it's. Yep. Ugh. The other yeah, one is Wizard worse. World. Wizard World in Philadelphia. Um, they have two shows coming up. Um, and one of them's in Philadelphia, and the other one is in uh, I believe uh, St. Louis, Missouri. I don't have to go this year, too. That part sucks. They're both (sighs) in June. They haven't officially canceled yet. So I don't know how they're going to handle this. Um, uh, Considering, um, especially the one, uh, Steel City, still adding celebrity guests. Um, And it's funny because I look at the comments where people are like, are you sure this can happen? Are you sure, you know, it won't be canceled? Or, or, you know, people are saying, oh, this will be canceled, blah, blah, blah. But I don't know. Um, I mean, a month is is fairly close and with the majority of states uh still not open and some entering phase one yeah we shall see i'm not hopeful i'm pretty skeptical but you know i could be wrong same and then because we're gonna have to respond to if there are outbreaks per phase uh, the more we let people go back right now until it's completely gone we're gonna have to handle that then it's gonna set us back (laughs) yep my my argument to so, to people so far has been that you mean other uh, other countries that have shut down have shut down for two to three months now without <laughs> without you hearing about the protests like America already has and we've been shut down for just over thirty days maybe six weeks now and I'm like come on <laughs> we're not handling this the right way you're opening the country based on demand of your citizens you're not running it as a business which is what you should do yeah. but. You have other countries that I think that, I mean, they're coming out of it and yeah, they have new cases, but because they waited two to three months, they're fewer than what we're seeing by states opening like Florida and such already. So it's, uh, we're going to have to react based on that. It's going to business in Hollywood, business and conventions. It's going to be, it's going to be sketchy for a while. I know. Well, we'll have to keep, uh, keeping, keeping close attention to local news and national news and, Hopefully we can get some answers soon, guys. But um, yeah, yeah, that's all I have for uh, notes-wise for today, guys. Um, if you right. want to guys want to wrap a little earlier than usual, we want to throw out some uh, special birthday shout-outs um, on uh, Wednesday, April 29th. Include Jerry Seinfeld. Happy birthday, Jerry Seinfeld. He's 66. Mm-hmm. 66, but, really? Wow. Yeah. He looks good for 66. Right. He does. Yeah. Actress Leslie Jordan uh, is 65. Kate Mulgrew, I uh, remember her from Star Trek Voyager, and of course, Orange oh, yeah. is Black, she's yeah. red, 65. Uh, Daniel Day-Lewis is 63. Michelle Pfeiffer, the original Catwoman, yeah. <laughs> is 62. Wow. She still looks good, man. She still looks she good. Does. She, she does. In uh, Ant-Man and Wasp, she was great. Uh, I know. She's Yeah, and the, when they made that aging technology, she, she brought me back to the, the Michelle Pfeiffer. The from 90s the Michelle. Right. Didn't she look just yeah, like 90s Michelle? She did. Amazing. She did. Gorgeous. Um, Eve Plum for the Brady Bunch is 62. Wow. Mm. Um, Vincent Ventresca from uh, the original Invisible Man. Okay. Is 54. Um, Carney Wilson is 52. 
Paul yeah. Adelstein uh, from Private Practice 51. Uma Thurman is 50. Happy birthday, Ooh, Uma. Uma, Bravo. 50. Wow. Yes. Still looks good. Good for you, girl. Uh, right? I don't know. All I can think of is that Family Guy episode where they're making fun of her eyes as they gradually go further apart. Oh, <laughs> that's bullying. <laughs> and, and, and props to her daughter. Um, yeah. Maya Hawk on Stranger on Things. She, she kind of she was great. Looks, she, she looks just like Uma, too. It's kind of crazy. I mean, the, she, she does look like. Ethan Hawke and Uma Thurman had a kid. <laughs> you, I see more Uma than Ethan. You see a little bit of Ethan? Her? I see a little bit of Ethan in there too. Yeah, huh? I do. Mm. But you know, whatever. Uh, Darby Stanchfield from Scandals 49. Uh, Tyra Labine from New Amsterdam's 42. Megan Boone from The Blacklist is 37. Um, and Zane Carney from Dave's World's 35. That's birthdays today. Cool birthday. Birthdays. All right. Days people that did not die this week. Yeah, I was going to say, don't die this year. Woo-hoo, happy, <laughs> happy not dying yet. Yes. <laughs> so, wow, a great show from top to bottom, bottom. guys. Fantastic. Yeah. We'd like to thank, of course, our in-studio panel, starting with Miss TMF, Tiffany Marie Ford, a.k.a. Vera Winters. You make me really want to get into acting just because you announce me like in it, your voice is just <laughs> announcing my name and and just can, I can't even word things right now. That's how epic you are. Are you are you uh, having a cocktail? It's like we can't see you. Maybe. Okay. I, I have my whiskey for your honor, your grace. I have and my I, glass I just... of wine, but that's all I had this time. <laughs> of course. That's right, guys. He is the one and only Big Nick, a.k.a. The Captain. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, this is your captain speaking. Thank you for flying virtual air BTP. Please stay in your seats with your seatbelts fastened until we've come to a complete stop. <laughs> I love it. Yeah, you won't yeah. hear that for a while, so it's nice to hear it from you. Yeah. <laughs> it's true. <laughs> and if you're – are you guys recording just the audio or are you doing the, the video too? Well, well we're – doing video with us and, and because right now i am a floating head yeah <laughs> great and powerful oz <laughs> yeah, the, the oz and bohemian rhapsody video yeah. i love it and let's not forget that's right he is the king of the 80s the demotivational speaker chachi mcfly this is a streak for me isn't it it is it is it is How many episodes, like five episodes five a week you've, you've done the last five weeks in a row the five weeks that's that's awesome Sorry, uh, how many weeks have we done quarantine now? Um, Six. I've done as many as you. No, well, yeah. how many has it been? It's been five how, weeks. How many? Guys, right? How many? Uh, well, Nick was on our Nick was on our first one. Yeah. Okay. So, so was that? Is that? Have sense? you been on every one since then? I have. Since the first yes, one I did with you. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Then that's five. There we go. Yeah. And uh, we're gonna end tonight with um Chachi's classic cut, and I actually had to go to the vault for this one, guys. This is um an exclusive on location interview that we've never played Ooh. on below the belt show and really yes i went to the vault to find it um and it's from uh our sister show associated show click on this this is from 2019 sundance film festival because we were uh i guess we we're unable to get the footage someone was keeping the footage hostage whatever um Water. and i'm gonna split it in two um we have an acclaimed writer actress and producer named lucy alabar um you might have heard of the film troop zero or beasts of the southern wild yeah um 
Oh, you have. Yeah, of yeah. yeah. Well, she's the writer of those great, um, those cool. great films. Um, she was a part of the Creative Coalition's um, Teachers Make a Difference Luncheon, where um, the celebrities bring um, as a special guest their teachers that have impacted their life. Hmm. So I'm happy to announce this week we're going to present, or tonight we're going to represent uh, present Lucy Alibar. And next week I got a huge one uh, from The Vault. 2019 Sundance. I'll announce here. Walton Goggins, guys. That's Ant-Man cool. Ant-Man and the Wasp. I literally Bobby watched Unicorn. the extended four-hour-long Hateful Eight last night. I watched Hateful it. Hateful Eight. Yep. Dude's been in everything. Justified. I mean, the guy's been in everything. Yeah. Um, one of my... Oh, he's one great. The, yes. The one Shield. The, yeah. Yes, yeah. The Shield. The Shield is um, amazing. So that's going to be next week. So I was able to find... To extend some more content for Below the Bell show, I begged oh, yeah. Elena to find the uh, footage for me. So we're we're playing Lucy tonight, um, but this is going to follow the classic cut. And take it away, Chachi. Where my dog's at. It is time for King Chachi's classic cuts. Holla at your boy. Chachi. That's right, it's Chachi's Classic Cutback once again. We were talking earlier about the great Goonies reunion. And what's crazy is this is now the 35th anniversary of this year, coming in June. And I went to the um, 30th anniversary in Astoria, in Oregon, five years ago. That's when we interviewed the guy that played Chunk from the movie. And oh, sadly, I've read. That's um, going. Yep. Sadly, I read the other day that um, it's now canceled for this year. Of course, you know, being in June. Yeah. Right. So Would have been a big year, but um, back to the reunion special. It was great seeing Cindy Lauper again, who looks amazing for her age. She does. Like, looks like almost the same as she did, like you know, on the yeah. on that true TV New Yorker screen. too. Yeah. And I actually like um. Saw her in concert, like it might have been like 10 years ago at um, Ramshead in Boston. I think I was there too. Yeah. And in between each song, like we're yelling, like sing good enough, sing good enough, because it wasn't on the set list. And then after like three times of doing that um, in between each song, because we were kind of like near the front row, Cindy stopped and went um, over to her um, band that she was with and kind of whispered something to them. And then she started like trying to um, sing the song Good Enough um, from the Goonies. And the band didn't really know how to play it, so she stopped and just did like an acapella version of it, which awesome. was, you know, not even like, you know, wasn't even scheduled for that concert, which was really cool. That's cool. But this is a song from um, from the Goonies, and this is good enough um, by the great Cindy Lauper. All right, classic cut, followed by a 2019 Vault interview from Sundance Creative Coalition of writer extraordinaire Lucy Alibar. Guys, we'll see you guys next week. Until then, peace. Peace. See ya. Ta ta.
Songs available only on live broadcasts on WMBC and belowthebeltshow.com. All right. Guys, we're here at writer extraordinaire Lucy Alabar, along with her beloved coach, our teacher. To, please introduce your teacher to us. Uh, this is Kyle Boschin, who changed my life when I was a wee slip of a lass <laughs> in the Florida Panhandle. What a great event, honoring the teachers. Obviously, teachers are very important to us because they instill in the skills that take us to the next level with our careers. How instrumental was uh, Kyle with your career? Oh, Kyle was everything with my career. Yeah. He was the first person I ever shared my writing with before it was just something I did in a notebook when I should have been paying attention in school uh, and he was the person who taught me that art comes from hard work and not just from talent it comes from many hours as as we and uh, a lot of a lot of studying and a lot of bad first drafts so he was the one who really taught me about work ethic and persistence Wow. So did that affect uh, in her grades? <laughs> oh. <laughs> so I, I, I wasn't, I wasn't actually her classroom. It may, it may have, but not in. I, I never was her classroom teacher. Oh, I met Lucy through a playwriting competition oh, that, she, that, that she entered and I was a, a judge for. And um, she didn't even win the first year, but, but that's because of two other judges, not because of me. She would have won if it was just me. But I recognized that she had a voice, even though she didn't know how to write a play yet. Right? And, so, and so I gave her some feedback, some honest feedback, and she came back the next year with an amazing work and since and from that day we were like let's keep working together I can help you continue to get better and so it's just been one on one mentoring and oh, as a teacher wow yeah. mentoring even till this day right mm. oh, no, absolutely. Not, well, yeah. yeah I mean I don't I don't read her drafts anymore <laughs> but, but but I'm an advisor and a, and a friend yeah right. so uh, this organization the creative culture so important for uh, lobbying for funding for the arts um, obviously super important a lot of the the um, programs for the arts get cut um, whether it's drama, whether it's music or acting, and what are your thoughts on that? Do you want to talk about how important it was to you to have? It, it was life-changing. I mean, I, I would absolutely not have the life, the extraordinary, beautiful life that I have now, the ability that I have now to give back, the platform yeah. that I have to shine a light on others, yes. had it not been for uh, arts organizations, for public arts funding. I, I'm, I mean, and... I, it's it's devastating to me that so many deserving voices are are being uh, disserviced by by that taken away because these are the voices we need to hear. Those are I mean these people in these parts of the country that we don't pay attention to. These are the voices that that we need to be shining a light on, and arts education absolutely does that. And and I would add that in addition to the people who go on to be you know writers of Lucy's caliber, yeah. even if they don't, even if they don't become artists of any sort, arts yeah. education is yes. fundamental to helping create creative, productive members of society, human Absolutely, beings yes. who, who are compassionate, who will work together, right? So arts education instills values in kids that will aid them in whatever walk of life they pursue and help us all as a society. And these values obviously take us to Sundance, where your film that you wrote for, Troop Zero, if we could talk a little bit about, a little bit about that, Troop Zero f film, a little bit of synopsis, and uh, if you could go into that, that would be awesome. Yeah. Uh, so Troop Zero is a movie that I was, uh, we're fortunate to have closing the festival. It stars Viola Davis, Allison Janney, Jim Gaffigan, as well as this amazing cast of children. Uh, and it's about a group of little kids in 
uh, South Georgia in the 1970s who dream of being on the NASA Golden Record, which was this, uh, it was a record that uh, documented all of humanity. And it's it's so funny that you talk about the Creative Coalition in yeah. in this way because the idea behind Troop Zero is whose voices get to be remembered, whose voices go down in history. And we, when we look at humanity, who are we talking about? We right. should be talking about all of us. Yes. And it's a very positive, life-affirming, friendship-affirming, girl-affirming movie that I'm, I'm so excited to share with the world. Awesome. Talk to us about the cast and crew that's involved. Obviously, you mentioned Viola Davis. Were you uh, instrumental in assembling any of the team of the production? Uh, when the, our producer Todd Black was instrumental in bringing Viola Davis in, yes. I, I'm still as a theater person. I'm still, yeah. I haven't really come down from the fact that yeah. she even read my scripts. Wow. Um, I wrote her a very nice letter, just saying how honored I would feel, and I yeah. had to, I just keep myself back because I kept saying, "Lucy, you sound so extra right now. You sound so <laughs> extra." But no, uh, it was. Uh, we were really fortunate to have a, a big. Uh, a lot of our cast and crew were women, which was very important. Uh, it was a directing team, Bird and Birdie, a female editor. Uh, so it's it's really exciting to be able to continue to empower women, not just in front of the camera, but behind the camera as, as well. Fantastic. Wow. Awesome cast and crew that you have for your film. Lots of luck. Oh, wow. It's in the dramatic competition, yes? It's We're actually okay. not in competition. Okay. It's in the... Gosh, I should know this. <laughs> I don't actually know what competition... What, Sure. I, we're the closing night movie. I don't know what. <laughs> I'm sorry. No, it's not after dark. Is it? I think it's just called premieres, right? Okay, it's premieres. Okay, the premiere competition. Don't quote me on that. Okay. I'm gonna get in so much. Amazon's gonna be blowing up my phone after this. I'm sorry. Uh, have you uh, thought about your next project and your next script to pitch? I, I, you know, actually being on the ground with Troop Zero mm -hmm. and seeing uh, women helm a movie and wow. honestly it, it just went back to what Kyle taught me when I was 14 15 years old mm -hmm. uh, next I think I want to direct nice. it, was, it was an incredible moment on right. I was I was in Louisiana sweltering hot and I oh, thought wow. I want to I want it to be even more <laughs> even more miserable Ooh, nice. you know? I'm actually down for this I can handle okay, this I can cool. be on a set sweating and it's actually not a big deal because I'm obviously from the direct swamps. your own script for sure yeah yes, yeah, yeah I'm fantastic. from the swamps in the first place yes, so it's okay, you know cool. Guys, wow, this is amazing. Yeah. Lucy Alibar and her acting coach or writing coach. Yes, yes writing teacher. Uh, Kyle here uh, at the uh, Creative Coalition uh, luncheon. And to that last tagline one more time. Lucy Alibar, writer extraordinaire from Troop Zero and her writing teacher, Kyle, here at the Creative Coalition's Teachers Make a Difference luncheon. Absolutely. Thank you. Oh, can you let us know who you are and let us know that you're watching Click on This? Uh, Wait, is, I'm um, sorry. Let us know who you are. I uh, say I'm Lucy Alibar, yeah. and then I say you're and watching. Click on this. Tag the show. Uh, just throw out your film, Troop Zero. That'd be awesome. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Just tell me. I say I'm Lucy Alibar. Um, writer of the, the writer from film, yeah, Troop, Troop Zero. Zero. You're watching. Click on this. You're watching. Click on. Thank you. I need to be told exactly <laughs> what to. Do. Okay. okay. I'm I'm Lucy Alibar. I'm the writer of Troop Zero, and click on this. Or you're watching click on this? Perfect. I'm sorry. You're watching click on this? You can say that. Yeah, okay. I'm Lucy Alibar. I'm the writer of Troop Zero, and you're watching click on this. Nice. Awesome. Uh, thank you. Well, it has been a ill show tonight, and I think we have all learned some valuable lessons.
This is your bot for the bad boys of Baltimore saying. Until next time, keep chilling. Like a villain. Bye, goodbye, 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 goodbye.